Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. Sustained effort and violence. I don't care about the weather. I can't control the weather. Don't want to talk about the weather. Do we not agree? It can be a total goat rodeo. Was that supposed to be funny? Cool, neat story. A fat, fat, stinky kind of dude that someone thought had a radio voice. What's wrong with my voice? (laughs) Doesn't seem like a real bad guy, but just a bit full of himself and sees himself as a huge radio personality. (laughs) Dominating the East Coast. He deaf looks fat and stinky. Aw. And is an absolute bozo. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Hello and welcome to this Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Gorge Day in Eastern North Carolina. Way too old to say gorge. Beautiful day. Butte day in Eastern North Carolina. No. Uh, lovely day. Love's day. Chandler keeping me in my lane early on in the show. I was I was going to say hump day. Hump day. Campbell plays later. And he's like, oh, too much. Chandler, are you the new show dad trying to keep us in order here? Yeah. Uh, we're not <laughs> off to a good start, folks. Oh, God. All right, Daddy. Let's uh, let's stay in the lane. (laughs) Here's an inside (laughs) joke from earlier. Welcome into the program. I'm in a good mood today because I'm watching conference tournament basketball during the program and have been doing so for the majority of the afternoon. We'll have updates on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dubuck. Dubuck. As we go on throughout the show because the madness, the mini madness is here. So I got a lot of hoops to discuss today. Got a lot of baseball to discuss today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We're on 1250, 930. You can find us online, PR927FM.com. And also watch the show on Facebook Live and on YouTube. We've got uh, those platforms running today. So if you want to chime in with a question or comment, you can do so on Facebook Live. Just like us on Facebook you can see uh, the video there or watch us on youtube and chime in that way so uh, we will be reading your comments throughout today's program as well all right a lot of guests to get to on today's show Uh, a couple of first timers here on pirate radio live including coming up in about 20 minutes or so we'll talk to patrick mason uh patrick writes for the daily reflector who is the new Jordan Anders, Ronnie Woodward, Nate Summers, beat writer for ECU. Well, it's Patrick Mason, and we will get to know him today on the program. He joins us here in studio in about 20 minutes. We will also talk to the play-by-play voice of ECU baseball in the 4 o'clock hour, Scott Rogers. Pirates coming off a win over Duke. We will tell you all about that one in a moment. Jeff Charles joins us in hour number two. And former East Carolina tight end Bryce Williams joins us in the 5 o'clock hour. All that plus a conference tournament preview. We'll run over the uh, smaller conference tournaments and talk about tonight's action with Jeff Nadeau at the tail end of hour number one. So we are locked and loaded with some great sports talk here on a Wednesday. Uh, We're also wearing really cool shirts. The papers want to know whose shirt you wear. I wear Pirate Radio shirts, as does Shirley and Chandler. Back-to-back days wearing just straight-up swag. 
Wearing yeah. straight up jungle vibes only swag. Dad, don't, don't try don't try to sound cool like that. You uh, know why I like, like to wear me? swag? Because you're it's trying to one, keep me in my lane now? Yeah, stay in your lane. It's one more day where I don't have to do laundry. There you go. Add another <laughs> shirt to the stable. Coming up Thursday, 11 to 2, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m., you can purchase a new Jungle Vibes only t shirt for just 10 bucks. Just 10. Only $10. Uh, three different styles. Today I'm wearing the performance style. So am I. As is Chan Man because I'm we wearing the long sleeve. We are performers. Shirley rocking the long sleeves, keeping it professional, covering up all her tattoos, her arm <laughs> sleeves. <laughs> what do you think I was going to say? I, I'm not going to say it on the air. All right. I don't know why you thought I'd say something ugly. <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time. All right. Uh, three different styles performance, long sleeve, and the tie dye joint that I was rocking uh, yesterday. All are for $10 each. 100% of the proceeds will be donated to the ECU Baseball Mustache March campaign to strike out ALS. So, UBE, Thursday, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m., pick up one, two, or three of the new Jungle Vibes only t shirts while supplies last so get there and be ready uh to shell out just 10 measly dollars for these awesome shirts and we'll be uh seeing uh, a bunch of them i would imagine at clark leclerc stadium this weekend for the keith leclerc classic coming up thursday on the show we will talk to the daughter of keith leclerc audrey leclerc will join us on the program we'll talk about some of her memories uh about her father and also her time being around here in greenville during some great days of pirate baseball and those days continuing on now on now with the legacy of keith leclerc and that will be celebrated coming up this weekend all right so uh got all that coming up on the show we got uh the shirts tomorrow ube 11 a.m to 2 p.m and we got a pirate baseball team that's uh giving us something to talk about as somebody once said who said that shirley bonnie Raitt. bonnie Raitt said yeah, let's that. give them something to talk about boy that was low that was beautiful something to figure out something to talk about how about two straight wins over acc opponents how uh, about it i'll take that did you see the stat to consider from last night about how many wins in the state of North Carolina, and who has the most wins in well, the state of North Carolina? Let's say I didn't see that, and you can read it right now. All right, hold on. I got to pull it up right here it. real quick. You got it? I the, know that East Carolina leads have, the pack. They lead the pack in the state of North Carolina with 260 wins. With uh, I think you have state trailing them. Make that 261 because that was before we won the game last night. So, ECU with 261 wins after the win last night against Duke. UNC behind the Pirates with 253. And the Wolfpack with 251, followed by UNCW uh, with 226. And then Duke, uh, who the Pirates beat last night, with 218 wins. So, Pirates sit atop the pack there in the state of North Carolina when it comes to, in terms of wins. Stat. To consider. Stat, Stat to, to consider. consider. ECU with a 12-2 victory last night and just uh, got the, got a lot of runs late in that game. We got six in the ninth. But Chandler, we were watching it. They, uh, a lot of times early in that game, East Carolina got a lead, lost the lead, 
came right back in the sixth inning yeah. and added a couple of runs and thought it would be kind of nip and tuck, but credit to the pitching, credit to uh, the bullpen last night, and really Nick Logish getting it started with four innings uh, of great work. Ben Terwilliger gave up a two-run homer, and, and that was it for him and for the team. Josh Gross went three innings. He earned the win last night, and your guy Danny Beal was dealing once again Three strikeouts in one inning of work for Danny Beal. Shutting the door on the Blue Devils last night. And, Clip, what a beautiful uh, sound this is going to hear. What you're oh, going boy. To hear here. What are you saying now? That was not a beautiful sound. That was not a beautiful sound. But 13 hits for the Pirates, and then you were talking about that pitching. 15 many- strikeouts mm. for yeah. that pitching staff last night. Uh, how many hits did Duke finish up with? One, two, buckle my shoe. Okay, Three, so- four, shut the door. Okay, so they only had they finished uh, with two hits because yes. the one I know was the two run shot. So I didn't know if they had an additional hit. And you mentioned this earlier clip, but a big ninth uh, inning there for the Pirates, scoring six runs um, with the help of the four errors from Duke. Yeah, two hits uh, and four errors for the Devils last night. Touching tribute to Coach K as he wraps up his basketball career. Duke strikes out. All those times last night. Mm-hmm. How about the tilt award last K's. night? Three for five. He scored three runs. Come one, come all. And he had an RBI and a walk and did strike out once. But uh, Bryson Whirl with three hits last night for the Pirates. And then well, also, I was going to say, it was good to see the bats really getting, uh, you know, the guys that you expect to to get the hits that you need were getting the hits. Bryson Whirl being one of them, Ryder Giles, Zach Agnos, uh, Alec uh, Makarevich. I mean, all of those guys, we have been waiting for them to really be uh, not just getting the hits, but being consistent with it. Amac with a nice uh, night last night, three mm-hmm. for five at the plate, four RBIs for Amac. Uh, so, yeah, like you mentioned, the bats got hot last night, and that's exactly what we were waiting for with this EC baseball team. And uh, so that was good to see. And of course, the pitching has been strong all season long. And those 15 strikeouts is a uh, awesome stat to see. All right, your uh, Bud Light ECU report is a happy one today with the Pirates coming off that 12 to two victory, third win of the year. And Shirley Cliff Godwin said the best that East Carolina's played so far this season. I thought it was our best overall game. Paul Logan gave us a great start out. Uh, it was really good. Uh, it's really tough to see here early on because of that shadow. Uh, Stinson did a good job against us. We got rolling, just got that on, which is huge. But Josh Rose, in my opinion, set the tone when he came out after it was 2 2. Um, offense responded, and Rose just said, hey, that's it. And then the offense kept adding on, and Daniel came in and did a great job. That sounded like our David Price construction countdown, <laughs> countdown to, to kickoff. Kick and five bucks if you were able to decipher any of that. <laughs> so I got a little bit of it. Uh, I found out that it's a lot easier to decipher when you are reading Cliff's lips and seeing the video. Uh, but there was a lot of stuff going on in the background there. <laughs> so, and, and the funny thing is, is uh, I was listening to Scott Rogers uh, uh the broadcast like in my car because i was on my way home and i couldn't i can't watch the, <laughs> the video feed while i'm driving so i was listening to you the could. i mean you could but that would be dangerous be, yeah it's not a good slightly especially dangerous. the way you just react during games and get excited yeah i know uh, it's like yes and then i'm in a ditch so um 
but I was listening to it, and they had a foul ball, and uh, Scooter said that they have like an aluminum roof, and oh, so yeah, and yeah. and at one point they're you know they were like oh it's fouled back and there was just this loud bang it sounds like there's something ran into the top of your car like a bird yeah yeah and i mean i was just like what in the world i mean it it it, you would think with a minor league ballpark it'd be built maybe a little bit different but uh it just it was a loud place to be last night apparently hit that clip again did somebody say stop vacuuming or some, somebody oh uh hold on let me let me pull it back up yeah here. they were like <laughs> i think it could have been some it could have been malcolm telling somebody to stop banging on whatever it was that they were banging Can you on. be quiet please thank you uh i thought i heard second. stop vacuuming maybe it was stop banging i don't know uh, i'm trying to get to it here let's see there it is right there cliff um it was really good um, it's really tough to see here early on because of that shadow uh Stinson did a good job against us, but once we got rolling, we just got bad on, which was huge. But Josh Rose, in my opinion, set the tone when he came out after it was 2-2. Two two. Um, offense responded. Stop vacuuming. That's what I thought I heard. Then the offense came out. It's like a, a, Either that or it stopped that yeah. you. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know but I, what it sounds like maybe is that somebody's, you know, uh, hitting their cleats to get the dirt off the bottom of their cleats on the side. Ah, could be. Um, I know that's what new, we used to do. Uh, new segment on the show, Name That Sound. Name That Sound. Uh-huh. That did sound like either gunshots or <laughs> or it did sound like the David Price construction countdown to kickoff. Um, let, you, let's hear that. Do you know off the top of your head? <laughs> let's just well, wait for the banging. I thought we played the best game of the year. Hit the uh, Godwin hit, with hit it, Charlie. Oh, okay, hang on. Let's get it all going. Uh, okay, get. Hold on. <laughs> Dang it. What? Hold on. Well, this runs for a little bit, so. A little bit. A little bit. Uh, for sure. Dang it. In terms of running. You know what? Maybe we should just move on. No, no, no. Got Charlie's it. Struggling. We should just continue to hammer home this point. Uh, it's really good. It's really tough to see here early on because of that shadow. I like the beeping in the background. Josh Rhodes, in my opinion, set the tone when he came out after it was 2-2. All sorts of beeping. I swear he says stop vacuuming. Stop vacuuming. Stop vacuuming. Who is just vacuuming? Is there a shop vac in the dugout, maybe? But that doesn't sound like a shop vac, so what exactly are they vacuuming? Well, the banging is separate from the vacuuming. I don't know. A lot going on there. Either way, East Carolina comes out with the win last night and why is it that every time we have to get video there's always something going on in the background i saw somebody ask i go on hoist the colors i go will join us tomorrow uh said hey can you find a different location for post-game press conferences and he said that's a you know cliff malcolm ecu decision like we don't decide where we do it because at home games they do them right out there on the field and which there's is, always which music is fun, in the back. but there's music in the background. There's yeah. fans chanting, you know, uh, players' names. There's, uh, you know, there's the they're dragging the fields. The you know uh, the loud buzz of the lights. It's oh, just there's yeah. always something yeah. going on in the background. They're the loudest it, lights in America. I know, and I'm just like, you know, could we could we just he has an office. Can we go in like, a room? Well, in Major League Baseball, before the COVID stuff and before this lockout, um, didn't they used to go in the manager's office? Like, I I remember seeing, like, 
there's some funny funny videos of like managers getting mad and they're sitting I feel like that's their, like they're, they're sitting old. at their desk because there's a famous one with uh hal mccray where he throws the phone and the reporter comes out with a bloody nose yeah that was like 80s i think they should do that with cliff i think they should just <laughs> interview him and do the press conference what, so he can throw him, something at you yeah. so he can walk out with a the bloody desk. nose he can throw his stapler at iga i mean that would make for great <laughs> a great show the next day all right i tell you what let's uh get a break in because we have a guest ready to join us for the first time on pirate radio live we will get to know patrick mason ecu beat writer for the daily reflector he will join us to we'll get to know him a little bit but we'll also talk uh, about pirate baseball a little pirate hoops and more when we return hour one of pirate radio live here on a wednesday we are back with you after this listening to hour one of pirate radio live do you need custom t-shirts apparel or promotional items for your business organization or event keep it local print it local with university sportswear contact them today at university sportswear enc.com now back to the show welcome back the best place in greenville to unwind after work and have fun is aj mcmurphy's aj says daily food and drink specials and an awesome patio perfect for some outdoor dining and there's something for everyone every weeknight including sports trivia with our very own clip brock on wednesday night aj says live music every friday and saturday with no cover and brunch every sunday make today an aj's day now let's head back in to prl here is clip brock all right should be a uh, good crowd tonight at sports trivia at aj's lovely weather hanging out on the patio a lot of basketball chandler you uh gonna be there tonight i will be how I'm, you feeling i'm feeling pretty good are you confident i mean i guess I just go, look. I I just go in there with I'm laid back. I don't get too stressed. Okay. As long as I have Jake and Sam on my team, the pretty much the the linchpins. Yeah, they are the uh, they're the power. You're more of a role player. Yeah, because I I uh, just every now and then I'll pull out a random answer. You and, probably and Jake know, looks at me like good pool man. You probably good know pool. more maybe like current NBA. I would say than yeah. those guys. Everybody's got their specialty. Yeah, right? that's the good thing about trivia, and I think it's that way for a lot of the teams. You know, everybody has their special category. Yeah, and so everybody's able to contribute in some sort of way. If only they asked you about 2012 ECU football roster jersey numbers. Oh man, I, it would be over. <laughs> that would be. It'd be over, ladies and gentlemen. That'd it's be your over. specialty. Come on out, eight o'clock tonight. AJ McMurphy's will have a good old time. All right, let's. Uh, Get to know uh, Patrick Mason, who uh, you've read his work uh, by this point, but first time we're able to talk to him here on Pirate Radio Live. Patrick, uh, ECU beat reporter from the Daily Reflector, and I uh, appreciate you joining us in the studio today. How you doing, man? Yeah, doing good. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. And I uh, saw you in the press box a few times. I was like, hey, I should <laughs> probably get to know that guy and uh, talk some sports with him here on Pirate Radio Live. So before we get to East Carolina, Patrick, let's learn about you. Uh, where are you from? Um, from the Chicago area. I grew up you know, maybe 20 miles outside of Chicago um, and then went to college at University of Iowa. Ah, Hawkeye. Yeah, that's okay. right. Um, and that was a blast. And um, after that, I had a couple stops at some papers in Illinois um, and then ended up at the Rocky Mount Telegram 
uh, just up the road here, and now I'm here. Okay, so you uh, made the move to North Carolina and just continued on east a little bit and, <laughs> That's and right. got here to Greenville. That's cool. When did you uh, graduate from Iowa? Uh, 2012. Okay. Um, what is your outlook on the Hawkeyes' chances to make a run in the tournament this year? Man, I, I kind of like it, you know. Um, they got Keegan Murray. He's just, you know, just incredible, one of the top players in the country, which is fun to have because last year they had, I think, the the top player in the country and Luca Garza as yeah. well. Um, I was fun because they score. I guess their biggest issue, they like to give up points too, right? Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> that's a staple for sure. <laughs> All right, so your bio on Twitter says White Sox, Hawkeyes, and it says no bunting. <laughs> and that's got to be tough for you because East Carolina likes to bunt. They they love to bunt. <laughs> <laughs> what what about what is the no bunny? You hacking? You swinging away? Oh yeah, all the time. I, I love swinging away. I, I think it just really stems from. I mean, especially in the major league game, I just hate you know just laying a ball down and giving up and out. But I can see the benefits for it in college for sure. You just got to make the defense, make a play. So the White Sox are very strange to me. But by the way, there are no White Sox or baseball anymore. Baseball's yeah. over. I don't know if you heard. Uh, but they bring in the oldest manager in baseball tony la Russa, and yet they have this young exciting mix of players so it's a very weird dichotomy i didn't think it would work out but it did work out for them last season and uh it looks like they're on uh, a track to have some successful teams here in the future if there is major league baseball right right yeah the the manager hire definitely clashes with the team i mean i did not understand it at the time i wanted aj hinch mm. um i mean despite all the you know his yeah. astros issues but i thought that would be a good fit for this team but i guess larusa seemed to let these guys play which has been fun because they're one of the most exciting you know young teams in baseball no doubt so patrick uh how about your athletic career when did it uh when did it end what kind of player were you? Um, in college, I, I actually swam. I played some baseball. Okay. Um, but when I got to high school, I swam and then actually played water polo as well. Wow. Um, so Interesting. Was, yeah. How does one, like, even, like, what did you just say? Hey, there's water polo tryouts. I'm going to try. Like, how did you get involved? Or were you a good swimmer? Yeah. So you gave it a shot? Right. So that's exactly how it happened. I think the my freshman year, I played baseball in the spring. And then I, I got pretty good at swimming and thought, hey, you know, there's a water polo team. <laughs> in the spring so i went out for that and you know the rest is history i mean it was a blast i never even knew what water polo was before i i started playing it's just you know i see it in the olympics and that's it so was it like a like a d1 type of thing or was it in um club team or mm-hmm. so yeah, iowa yeah. has the team yeah a club team okay um but yeah it's i mean just so much treading water like yeah. if, I, if i tried to do it now i'd be in some trouble but <laughs> uh, it was a blast to play all right water polo player uh patrick mason joining us here today so patrick you got here you said just in time to see east carolina's final football game unfortunately you were going to go to <laughs> what was supposed to be their final game but you said uh before you could get to maryland or right around maryland i guess uh, you found out that the military bowl had been canceled that's right yeah i was in traffic uh, i figured out you know the game was canceled and i pulled over to a rest stop and hopped on the zoom interview call um and just wrote something quick from a rest stop and i was you know close enough to dc i'm like i might as well just keep going um so i ended up just spending a night there but yeah that was unfortunate i really wanted to see that that bowl game um, just, just for anything, just for more football, you know. <laughs> you were able to get a taste of what was going on with ECU football in that Cincinnati game. Unfortunately, it was that dreaded day after Thanksgiving home game, so the students weren't here. But it was a pretty electric crowd, especially in that first quarter. Pirates, I think, forced a, a uh, turnover on downs and, and a missed field goal. And 
uh you got to see some electricity so you got a, an early taste there of power football but man i think you're gonna get the full flavor when nc state rolls into town in september that's right that's what it sounds like too i mean this is a definitely a pirate team on the rise too for them to catch yeah. nc state right now is really exciting you know just for for everyone you know um and yeah that, that cincinnati game I mean, they, they played well um especially early you know they chased the quarterback around they just obviously came up a little short the uh, most successful sport as far as the big three go at East Carolina is baseball. And you, being a baseball fan, you've had to enjoy uh, what you've seen so far. The Pirates off to a 3-5 and five star. One of that record to be better. But uh, wins over North Carolina and Duke. And now, Keith LeClaire Classic coming up this weekend. So, Patrick, how much have, uh, have you enjoyed this baseball season early on? Yeah, you know, I think it's it's pretty impressive how they re, you know rebounded. They were 1-5 and five and they won two games in a row. And really, it's, I mean, just awesome bullpen performances they they I think they've yeah. really discovered some good arms here um and that's you know really been the, the difference for them and obviously I think yesterday and it was 13 hits against Duke um that offense really showed up um probably for the first time this year they really look like a collective team um and I obviously you know baseball is it's difficult you know it's you could be awesome and still lose you know one nothing two nothing yeah. but you know I think they're definitely turning some sort of corner here Great outing last night from Nick Logish. Four innings uh, he went. I, I remember going into the game, I said, you'll probably get two out of Logish and then see what happens from there. But they're able to get four from him. Ben Terwilliger, who's looked good this year, gave up the home run. And, and outside of that, that I mean, that was it for Duke's offense. Josh Groves goes three, and then Danny Bill, three strikeouts in an inning. So you're right, uh, bullpen was on. And heck, the, the starters, you know, Garrett Saylor's, had i guess one rough outing and one outing where he didn't have his best stuff but jake Kuchmaner has looked fantastic he's a tough luck zero and two uh right, right now patrick and then jake hunter the young kid uh, has looked pretty good on sunday so i think he got something there um even in the starting rotation i think pitching uh despite the the losing record and again they're getting closer to 500 but the pitching uh has been a plus for east carolina this year for sure i think uh godwin said yesterday they wanted logish to go one time through the lineup and they just couldn't take him out he was he was just phenomenal they let him go another inning still didn't give up a hit um and for i was sitting yesterday at duke um the the duke bullpen was kind of right near me i was sitting out in the stands taking advantage of that weather and I, I could hear the mitt pop on josh gross's pitches from where i was standing versus you know the the duke bullpen so he mm. must have been throwing some some heat and he looked great too um and he could probably find a way into the weekend weekend rotation here too talking to patrick mason here inside the pirate radio studios east carolina getting ready for indiana state maryland and michigan this weekend in the keith leclerc classic we'll talk to keith leclerc's daughter audrey leclerc coming up on the show on thursday so really looking forward to that it's a a special weekend of baseball and also as a writer uh patrick uh i like these because you get different teams Uh, the traditional three-game baseball series yeah they're fine but uh when you can play three teams in three days i I enjoy that we'll see that and some good teams uh coming up this weekend yeah it's definitely unique you know it's not like like you said it's not a traditional three-game series um you know each each day is different, you know, different approaches, different different everything. So I think this is a good opportunity just to to see different players kind of perform, um, yeah, against against different teams. Patrick, uh, you got to cover a winning regular season for ECU basketball for an Iowa guy or somebody that watches college basketball across the country. That's not a big deal at all. For us, it is. Uh, we don't see those happen too often. So what's your your unbiased take on Pirate Basketball, Joe Dooley's team that you got to cover this year? Yeah, so I saw a lot of that non-conference, and 
I remember when the the conference season started and they really started to struggle. I was like, man, did this team really just fool me? You know, like I thought I was watching some good basketball team. Um, I mean, you know, the the Americans pretty tough, but I, I just think they they never really found that mix. There seemed to be like some disconnect because I think Joe Dooley is a really good coach. He knows what he's doing. Um, it, it just never seemed to you know click with this team because there'd be spurts where you know they'd be great, and then other times they couldn't score a basket for seven minutes. It's, oh yeah, you know, frustrating and. You know, I just don't even know if there is an answer for that. It just it just kind of happens. I think that's a pretty good summation because there are nights. I mean, look at the first conference game they played and the most recent one. You would think Tristan Newton is a all all American, right. uh, and some nights he struggled. There are nights where Vance Jackson looks like a top ten player in the country, and there are nights when he scores four points. So uh, the consistency was a big thing. I'm a uh, I'm a Brandon Suggs guy. I tout him from the rooftops, uh, from the mountaintops. Um, and, and his injury turned out to be a key. They really went, went on a slide after they lost him, starting with that game where they had that big lead against UCF. But bottom line, consistency uh, issues with ECU, especially on the, the offensive end. That's right. And it's really crazy how important Brandon Suggs is to this team. I mean, he does. he's not going to lead you know, in scoring. He's not going to lead in a lot of categories, but he does everything. And, um, you know, he was saying he loves coming off the bench, and I think Joe Dooley likes him coming off the bench, even though he's playing starters minutes. Just just that little insertion of, you know, everything he does, you know, five minutes into the game has really been, you know, something ECU was missing when he was out because he really does everything. Uh, will you be making the long trip out to Fort Worth, Texas? Um, I will not be making that <laughs> I didn't trip. think so. <laughs> uh, it would be fantastic if the Pirates could go on a run there, but uh, you want to talk about struggles. East Carolina has struggled to – win games in the conference tournament over the years but looks like they might be paired up with wichita state we'll get an early look at them coming up uh this weekend in the regular season finale i think the is the women's team wrapping up their regular season today yep tonight okay i uh, got that coming up tonight uh, kind of the same thing right i mean kim mcneil's team uh mm-hmm. has looked good at times they've looked bad at times so uh once again a, a case of inconsistency uh played usf tough and i know they're one of the top teams in the league but lost that when they were on a stretch where they had won three out of four. So they got Memphis tonight. They you, I, Were you at the game where they beat them by 30? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it, was, it, was, it was just wild to watch, you know, because that, that's what this team has, this potential, because Tania Thompson is incredible. She just really needs some help in the scoring department, and that hasn't happened for, for much of the year. But when she can get, you know, two or three other people just to score 10 points, you know, they, they got a really good chance. They uh, got Memphis on the road tonight, and then they are off to the American tournament. So, March Madness tournament time, always a fun time of the year. Who uh, who wins the Big Ten tournament this year, Patrick? Ooh, I'd like to say Iowa, but I don't know. I mean, there, there's it's just such a wild card tournament every year. You know, some team just comes out of nowhere. Um, I always like, I think, beginning of the year, especially Purdue with those giant players they have. Um, that front court's incredible. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think it could, could go a couple different ways. Last night, uh, I had Ohio State. I will not be taking them in the tournament because they – upset me uh for the remainder of the year losing last night at home to uh nebraska so they're dead to me so i will not be taking ohio state far in the tournament and cross them off yeah they are a cross off at this point all right patrick well thanks for hanging out today man we'll get you on down the road talk more pirate baseball pirate hoops with you but uh great to get to know you today and uh we'll see you out at clark declare this weekend cool yeah for sure i love being on here and i uh, look forward to the next time and folks can follow you uh on twitter at what pm222 all right and read your work uh reflector.com pages of the daily reflector any other plugs no that's about it yeah (laughs) just read and 
you know follow me all right good deal patrick thanks for joining us man we'll take a time out when we return we'll talk to the bmoc jeff nadu he'll join us we will go through some of the smaller conference tournaments and he'll pick a winner for those tournaments also look at what's going on tonight in the world of college basketball but a quick uh buccaneer music hall scoreboard update unc asheville has a 46 to 40 lead over charleston southern day one of the big south tournament earlier today shout out north carolina a and t uh they beat radford in overtime earlier today as uh they're a new member of that big south so we got tournament games going on we'll keep you up to date here on pirate radio live those scores brought to you by da buck da buck we will take a time out come back talk more college hoops after this Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at University Sportswear ENC.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back. For the latest uh, breaking news, interesting stories, and awesome contests that can make you a winner, be sure to follow Pirate Radio on our social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PR927FM. Join the close to 54,000 followers today. As a matter of fact, Clip, we've got a giveaway going on on our social media. So uh, go to our social media pages and you'll be able to um, be eligible. Follow the instructions, but you'll be eligible to win a big giveaway coming up later on today. Which includes uh, one of our new shirts, correct? Yep. Mm -hmm. Good deal. Tickets Uh, to uh, a baseball game this weekend, too. Yeah, and some pizza. Okay, it just keeps coming. Yeah. I mean, you know, we like to shower our listeners with gifts. Yeah, just making it rain with shirts all day. Gift certificates, and the shirt tickets. is sweet. It's the uh, it's the tie dyed shirt we premiered yesterday. Good deal. So, by the way, those shirts available coming up 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. at UBE on Thursday for just ten dollars. So make sure you stop by UBE on Thursday while supplies last. Get there and uh, secure your awesome shirt. All right, let's head out to the Pirate Radio Live Line. We got conference tournament basketball going on. Exciting time of the year. Let's talk about it with the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau. He joins us now on Pirate Radio Live. Big man, how you doing today? What's up, Clip? How are you? Hey, man, I'm uh, I'm fired up. Been watching basketball here at work today. That's always a good thing. I've uh, been keeping an eye on what's going on in uh, conference tournament action and Saw earlier today, North Carolina A&T get a win in the uh, the Big South. They are in the Big South now, and they beat Radford earlier today. Charleston Southern Asheville playing as well in that tournament. So let's kind of start there, Jeff. We've got some conference tournaments uh, getting underway this week, including that Big South and uh, some teams from the state of North Carolina in that conference. Do you have a, a conference winner there in the Big South? Who's going to be in the NCAA tournament from that league? I have a hard time going against Longwood. Uh, the Lancers are terrific. Uh, Griff Aldrich has done a great job. A lot of people don't know that Griff Aldrich was actually in the private sector. He had a corporate job for a while, just decided, you know what, I'm done with this. I'm going to go coach basketball. Uh, and that's exactly what he's done. Uh, he went back to, uh, to kind of his roots, and uh, you know he's done a great job. Uh, I think he was a lawyer, actually, in the private sector. Pretty crazy. 
Uh, now look at him. You know, he's got a team on the precipice of hopefully an NCAA tournament. Uh, 23 and 6, a great season. I think he's got three adopted kids, as far as I know. Just a great guy, a good guy. <laughs> he's got a heck of a story there, big man. Yeah, yeah, it really does. And, um, you know, Clip, I only wish I had a really high end college basketball podcast at a place like Barstool Sports. If only I could do that uh, and got some backing, I would have had Griffin on and I would have talked about his story. But uh, I don't, so I'll talk about it here, uh, <laughs> which is fine in, in itself. But yeah, I would go along with they've been the best team all season. Uh, and I, um, I have a hard time going against them. Uh, Jeff, the Ohio Valley Conference uh, tournament begins today. Belmont, Moorhead State, is anybody keeping Murray State uh, from winning this tournament? And, and here's and Jeff Murray State, are they in? They're in the NCAA tournament, even if they don't win this, right? Or do they have to win it? Um, you know that's a great question. Uh, I would think so. I mean, they're twenty eight and two. Yeah. Uh, they swept Belmont, uh, beat Memphis, beat Chattanooga, who is a top eighty team. Hung with Auburn. They challenged themselves. Yeah, I, I would think. Um, I think they'll win this conference, though, quite frankly. Uh, they just are so much better than every other team. I mean, you don't have the Austin Peays this year to worry about. You know, Moorhead's not as good. Belmont is just outclassed by this team. You look at both games against Belmont this year, 182-60 and 76-43. You hold Belmont under 60 in both. Uh, that's pretty incredible. Uh, yeah, I, I would be... I think it would be the biggest disappointment of the conference season if we don't get to see Murray State in the NCAA tournament. Jeff Nadeau joining us, big man. Uh, how about Arch Madness, Missouri Valley Conference? Now, this is a conference historically that when teams get to the big dance, they make a little noise. We know about Loyola, Chicago, Northern Iowa in years past. I think Drake's uh, maybe won a game or two in the tournament. Uh, Missouri State, always a good team there in that conference. So how about this one? Is this wide open or is there a favorite in your eyes in this in this conference? I think it's a little more wide open than we think it is. And if you want who I would, I think has the value. I think a lot of the betters are going to look towards Loyola or Missouri State, but don't sleep on that Northern Iowa Panther group. Um, I'm actually going to bet them. I think they are playing some terrific basketball right now. Uh, they have one loss since January 22nd, and that was to Loyola. Uh, they got blown out in that game. But they, remember, they also beat Loyola uh, about uh, a week ago. Also beat Missouri State um, not once but twice. Um, this is the giant killer in this conference. They rebound the ball at a high level. They're very good offensively. So really have changed their stripes. They value possessions. And they might have the best player in this conference in A.J. Green. So, yeah, I'm going to look towards maybe fading the public a little bit here and going with a team that I think is playing the best basketball in this conference right now in Ben Jacobson and the, as usual, very good Northern Iowa Panther team. Uh, do we have a number on this conference clip? Uh, I can see. I Probably not, but I will uh, check real quick. Well, go ahead. While I do that, Jeff, uh, or did you have anything else on that? Yeah, I have it. So Loyola's plus 115, Missouri State plus 420, Northern Iowa plus 460. I think 460 is a good price. Probably get 5-1 to one in a book somewhere. Um, I, I have some real interest in that. I'll tell you what, Cliff. One thing that I will be doing is uh, in, on most of these books, Barstool Sportsbook, FanDuel, you can parlay these conferences, ah. um, which is 
pretty incredible, actually. So I'll be getting involved with those. Interesting. All right, big man. Breaking down some of the conference tournaments getting underway today and this week. And Jeff, let's go. Uh, let's go. Sun Belt. I uh, I was involved in in a rock fight last week. I had Texas State on the road against Troy, and Texas State ended up winning that game, twenty one and six, twelve and three on top of the league. You've also got App State, Georgia State, Troy there. Uh, how about the Sun Belt? If you had to pick a winner of that tournament, yeah, it's a big Michigan mess, uh, if you will. Um, you know, I, I tell you what, this is I think one of the more open conferences in the country. Um, I'm going to look really deep. Um, look, I'm not playing this conference. I might have a little fossil or two on, on this team. I'm going to look towards Arkansas State. Um, you know, look, I don't think there's anything about this team that says I'm all in. But I, I got to tell you, I think talent-wise, I think they have one of the better teams in this conference. I think Desi Sills is just too good for this conference. Uh, Ormir, their big, has been incredible all season. The kid from Jamaica – uh, Marquise Eaton's been really good. He's a five-year player for them. Uh, and they have a kid, uh, Caleb Fields, who was, at, uh, who was a three-year player that, that just is terrific as well. So I, um, I think Arkansas State, talent-wise, can match up with anyone in this conference. Um, it was, you know, they could lose the first game or two, but I think they could also make a run to the conference tournament. They rebound the ball well. Um, they're a good free-throw shooting team. They value possessions. They're pretty good offensively. In fact, they have the best two-point offense in this conference. Arkansas State nineteen to one. Hmm. I have some interest. All right, interesting. All right, let's hit a couple more, Jeff. Uh, the SoCon, and that's a conference that is throughout the Carolinas and the surrounding states. The uh, the Southern Conference tournament gets underway on Friday, and uh, the mocks of Chattanooga twenty four wins this year on top of the league at fourteen and four. And then, you know, Furman, Wofford, you hear about them every March. Samford has had a 20-win season. Uh, is there a favorite for you there in the SoCon? Uh, yeah, I have a hard time betting against Chat. Um, I think all season they've been the best team. I think we could have a great championship game if we get Chat and Furman. I mean, Chat beat them in both games, but by two and by six. So I think that would be the likely thought. It's either going to be Chat or Furman. However... I have another interest in maybe a Samford, maybe VMI. VMI is really going to be all about whether Jake Stevens is fully healthy. He's their best player and one of the best players in this conference. But Samford's played great basketball. Um, down the stretch, they won uh, six of the last seven. The only loss was to Chat uh, during that time. They beat Furman, beat VMI, beat East Tennessee State, beat Wofford. Um, so this team is talent-wise really good. They play a weird system. They can throw out a ton of bodies, which is huge in tournaments like this. So – um, I think if they get by Greensboro, they could be a real live dog. So I think ultimately it will set up Furman or Chat, but don't sleep on Sanford. If VMI gets Stevens healthy, uh, which is a big probable uh, or a big questionable thought, but if he's healthy, I would I would look towards them maybe. All right, one more for you, Jeff. This weekend, the CAA tournament will begin. Last time East Carolina made the NCAA tournament, you got to go all the way back to 1993. They cut down the nets and won the Colonial Athletic Association Tournament. This year, it was the Towson Tigers winning the league, and UNC Wilmington got off to that great start, struggled a bit down the stretch, but still finished 15-3 and in conference play. Also, Hofstra uh, in that league, amongst others. Uh, how about the CAA? Uh, is it Towson-Wilmington? Will they be meeting in the uh, championship, Jeff, or are you like any outsiders there? Yeah, I'm going to go Hofstra. 
roster here. Okay. Um, you know, you look at the host this year, Charleston, who they get right out of the gate. Um, you know, you look at Hofstra, though. I mean, this team, since the start of February, um, he has only lost twice. And one was to Towson, who's the best team in this conference. This team's playing good to, to end the season. I think they're the best offense in this conference. I love Speedy Claxton's team. They have three guards in Cooks, Estrada, and Ray that I love. Um, I think they're a solid, solid team with a lot of experience. They're great from the line, 80%. They don't turn it over. This is a team that Clip uh, went on and beat Arkansas. Okay, They beat a really good Princeton team. They hung with Houston. They hung with Iona. They hung with Richmond. Okay, This is a team that can beat anybody. They have great athleticism. I know the prevailing thought is that this Towson team is better than everybody else. The truth is, though, if you can hit the defensive glass, you will beat Towson. Hofstra can do that. Towson's playing good good right now, but I'm going to give it, take a shot with Hofstra as the second team here and go with them to win the Colonial. I'd love to see them in the NCAA tournament. Breaking down the conference tournaments with Jeff Nadeau. We'll do it again with uh, some of the bigger conferences coming up next week on the show. Jeff, let's look at uh, some of the action tonight real quick. East Carolina off this midweek, by the way. They got Wichita State to wrap it up. Pirates have won two in a row, so uh, we can, uh, we'll can we talk about that before we get out of here. But uh, shout out to Chandler Honeycutt, Pirate Radio producer, has that huge ticket on Miami to win the ACC. Now, Jeff, if Miami have to, has to play four ACC tournament games, I'm going to say they won't win the ACC tournament. But if they can land in that top four, get a first-round bye, their chances go up quite a bit. And that is exactly what they're looking to do. They're in fourth right now. They close out the uh, regular season at BC and at Syracuse. At BC tonight, only a four-point favorite. you got to think Jim Laranega is looking at the standings and saying, guys, we, we want to only play three tournament games, not four. So you got to think that's the motivation. How about the U going to Chestnut Hill tonight, Jeff? What do you think about that game? Well, if you're the honeycut, which I'm not, uh, I I think tonight is an absolutely – you have to have it. Uh, if they lose to BC, I think there could be a real thought that maybe they don't get in. They're not real thought of well by the net rating uh, as far as um, – I think they're like 65th, which isn't great <laughs> when you're at 11 seed right now. So they're not only thinking about ACC tournament standings, they're thinking about NCAA tournament going into tonight. And he has them to win the ACC. Okay, you said to have the ACC. My fault. No, but that even adds more to why Miami's going to play for it all tonight because they got to improve their tournament resume. <laughs> oh, yeah. T- tonight, from a theme of, of that, yeah, he's right. I, I I thought I heard you say he has them to win the NCAA tournament. I, yeah, to win the ACC, I think he's got a live dog there. They're really good. I like them offensively. And, you know, anything can happen in a neutral site, which in, in that conference, no one's really great outside of Duke, so yeah. it wouldn't surprise me, but... Yeah, as far as their NCAA tournament thoughts, I mean, they need to get going a little bit. You really can't afford a slip-up at BC, a very bad team. So, yeah, I think BC's just ready for the tournament to get started. Maybe they have a new lease and they make a run in in what matters most. But this game means very little to them. It means a lot more to Miami. I think you have that going for you here. Jeff Nadeau joining us, looking at some other games tonight. Uh, Man, not many headliners, at least that I'm finding. Wake Forest, uh, speaking of teams that needs to get going, Jeff, they need to uh, to close out strong. They're twenty two and eight, but again, we always talk about who have they beaten. They are big favorites tonight against NC State. What do you think about the Demon Deacons and their uh, tournament hopes? Yeah, I'm not laying big numbers right now. I mean, look at some of these teams that are laying big numbers. Look at Tennessee last night. They sleptwalked against Georgia, almost yeah. blew it. 
Uh, Wake has to win. I have them out of the field currently, and so does Palm. So that's not good. They've had a good season, but they faltered a little bit. Really, another team that can't go on the road or can't go into a game and afford uh, some kind of slip up against North Carolina State. So, yeah, do I think they win? Yeah, but I think the only thought for these groups right now is let's just not lose. I don't really, and that's why my cards uh, at this hour, at, at this time of the season. Until we get everyone to conference tournaments, I'm really selective. And I haven't had a real good run, and that's the reason. I'm, I'm yeah. playing games that I shouldn't be playing, and it's not been good. Well, Jeff, uh, anything else tonight you are looking at as far as uh, games? Yeah, one of the marquee games I have some interest in is Arkansas and LSU. Uh, I love both these teams pretty much equally, but I probably like Arkansas more than anyone outside of Fayetteville in the country. Uh <laughs> But they're six-point favorites tonight, Clip. I mean, that seemed a bit high to me. I thought this would be three-and-a-half. I like Arkansas, but the truth of the matter is they play a lot of close games. If Notan and Williams can't score, where's the offense come from? We look at the first time these two teams play. LSU did not have Xavier Pinson. They have him now. Uh, and they've covered three of four. They have, I think, to me, the better defense numerologically in, uh, numerologically in this uh, conference. And... I think with Pinson back, that gives them a shot to really keep this game close. I think at worst, it's a close loss for LSU. Um, I think this is a too big a number. I played LSU plus six. Jeff, I uh, love Arkansas. Love what they did on the road against Florida. Just tough as nails last week. And then had them two and a half. I probably got a bad number there. And uh, we know what happened against Kentucky. So a little sour on them uh, at the moment. But, man, I, I love that team. Uh, as far as the American goes, Jeff, East Carolina, Wichita State to wrap it up in the regular season this weekend, and they're off to Fort Worth, Texas for the American tournament. Uh, do you have any interest on taking a, a plus money team out uh, to beat Houston in that conference tournament, or is it is Houston going to steamroll everybody? Yeah, real one final quick point on LSU clip. When okay. Bracket. When we look at brackets, let me ask you: Look at LSU and their resume. Okay, let's say they lose the final two games and finish 20 and 11. Okay, is this team a guarantee to be in like at large? I mean, they haven't really beaten anybody. Like their best win is Wake, I guess Kentucky, they beat them. But I mean, is is that enough to get themselves in? I I think they'll get in, but it's going to be close. It's closer than people think. LSU could use a win before the season. And their last two are against Arkansas and Bama, so yeah. 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 I mean, they need one of these two. I, I think they could get it tonight, maybe. But uh, your question was Houston. Is anyone up in Houston? Uh, well, look, I guess if you're Houston, you're probably a little concerned with Memphis, who, you know, I thought, you know, to be quite honest, they're playing great basketball right now. Everybody's healthy. Um, it seems like with DeAndre Williams, they're just a totally different team, and that's been pretty evident. Uh, they would be my one of only thoughts that, that could throw a wrench in. UCF's been really disappointing this year yeah. for me. I guess maybe them. Um, SMU I have no interest in. You know, Temple can maybe throw a, a wrench in it, but for me it'd probably be just Memphis. Uh, maybe East Carolina will shock some people. You never know. They've won three of four overall. So Two of them are against South Florida. Though. <laughs> yeah. But if we could run into South Florida again in the tournament, I like our chances. But If only if only South Florida was ahead of you, you'd make Dan State. <laughs> Big man, great stuff. Uh, enjoy talking conference tournaments with you. It gets me fired up. I uh, know. What are you doing uh, on your own right now, Jeff, as far as YouTube? Uh, I, usually every year you break down all these tournaments. You doing that again this year? Yeah, so actually what I'm going to do tonight, I'm going to throw it out uh, tonight sometime. I don't have the, the, the exact time just yet. But on my Patreon account, I'm going to do one big video where I just kind of do what we just did. 
go through each conference, okay. uh, pick my winner. I'll probably do another one next week when we get the rest of the tournaments out. So, you know, I'm doing this every day, plus the conference tournaments and everything. So that's kind of where all my content goes out. But, you know, I've been showing uh, Bet US. I do every day, gate a day. I have, I have some other things I'm doing. So, yeah, that, that would be just follow me on Twitter and, and, and we'll get you figured out. All right, big man. We'll, uh, we'll talk more conference tournament action with you coming up next week, man. Appreciate it. Sounds good. Appreciate it, Clip. Later. Jeff Nadeau, big man on campus, joining us today here on Pirate Radio Live. It is a fun time of the year. And right now, quick update on our Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Da Buck. Da Buck. Da Buck. Da Buck. Da Buck. Da Buck. Thank you, Chandler. That was my fault. <laughs> <laughs> If only you could I was see sitting it. here going, what's wrong? I'm saying the buck. The mic is on. I thought you were. But I, somebody had it in audition. Wow. Okay. First wow. of all. Every time Scooter's here, you guys get in a fight. It's your fault, Scooter. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> He's no, not even I just, here yet, and you're fighting. I thought you were going with some bit, so I was just kind of waiting to see where the... Yeah, the, I thought so, too. I was like, oh, I like this. And I, I can't like, give buck, this score buck, until Chandler buck. says the buck back to me. Yeah, and then you were like, the buck, and you just kind of looked, and I was like, what's what? And I when looked I said down and I realized. And then, and I then realized. he said it again. I was like, oh, okay, I like this. Let's and then he was like, oh, what's wrong? He can't hear me. Look, here's how it's done. Scooter's got it. Presented by Da Buck. Da Buck. <laughs> UNC Asheville. Might have our new Buck guy. No. <laughs> UNC no. Asheville uh, with a nine-point lead over Charleston Southern in round one of the tournament. And did he just get teed up? Uh no, did not get teed up. Earlier today, North Carolina A&T, a winner over Radford in overtime. So, uh, Chandler, we're going to be doing this like from here on out. We're going to have day basketball on uh, the rest of the way. So, I'm loving it. Fired up. Ready Welcome to, to March Madness. Yes, and I guess indeed. we'll be tomorrow. We'll be a week away from East Carolina kicking things off in the AAC tournament. That's solid math. That's knowing your calendar because next Thursday they will indeed be playing. All right, let's take a timeout. Come back. Wrap up hour one and get to Scott Rogers. Scooter joins us inside the Pirate Radio studios to talk Pirate Baseball back-to-back wins. LeClaire Classic this weekend. A lot to discuss with Scott Rogers, and we'll do it after this. hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Villa Verde on 10th Street and Villa Verde Dose by the hospital are open for you, serving unique and healthy dishes from the Dominican Republic. Order online at myvillaverde.com or the Villa Verde app. You can order a family meal that feeds six to seven people and they'll have it ready for curbside pickup today. Whether it's dine-in or takeout, Villa Verde is a platform for good. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is your host, Clip Rock. Hour two of Pirate Radio Live. We're visiting with the voices this hour. Jeff Charles joins us coming up in just a little bit. And the play-by-play voice of the ECU baseball. Scott Rogers joins us now inside the Pirate Radio Studios. Scooter, how you doing today, man? Doing great. And how about you, Clip? Doing good. And uh, voice still sounding good after a lot of baseball over the weekend. And last night, caught a lot of runs last night. Scott, as the Pirates were able to knock off Duke 12-2. to And that one... 
uh, had to feel good for multiple reasons. Now you got your first uh, little mini winning streak going here if you're East Carolina. But pitching looked good. Bats got going. And as Cliff Godwin said, we played the comments earlier, uh, he thinks the best game the Pirates have played this year. You called it. Is that what you saw as well? Absolutely. I said that to uh, Coach O last night during the broadcast. I said that was the best overall hitting performance we have had all year. And really, like he said, too, you know, really overall it was the best game that we've played all year. And you know, we obviously we put some runs up at Campbell during that game but we had a lot of good situational hitting last night i thought good timely hits and i think that's what all contributed but i think the story this year really has been that pirate pitching and our bullpen is is really dominant right now and josh grows has really emerged as a, a really a dominant arm out of that bullpen and it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch that bullpen as the year goes along yeah fun to watch the pen fun to watch on these midweeks if you got guys pitching like they did last night the pirates should win a lot of games uh between uh those tuesday and wednesday games they're going to be playing last night nick logish and and i i i just kind of thought it was a typical tuesday game scooter so i said logish will probably go two and then they'll send it to the pen and see what happens he goes four i mean that's huge right there to get you four big innings ben terwilliger who we really like i mean he's going to be good for the pirates he gave up that home run and that was it because josh gross and danny beal uh did the rest they looked uh fantastic last night just two hits for the blue devils in the entire game yeah and you know go back to logish i think that was his first career start last night for the pirates and you know he did he was really dominant just like the bullpen was i think he only walked two or three last night struck out i think four or five and you know he looked looked really good and you know that's maybe someone that could sneak into the rotation if he keeps pitching like that as the year goes along but uh good to have him to come out of the pen for sure if he keeps pitching like that and scooter even beyond that looking at the starters the weekend starters jake kuchmaner right now is a tough luck oh and two uh because he's pitched great jake hunter the Young Pup has looked good, and you just hope Garrett Saylor can get back to to his best form. Uh, But this weekend, you're going to see those guys go at it. Almost uh, wish you could flip it and have Cooch Manor going against Maryland, right? Uh, Eh, Maybe. Because those uh, Terrapin bats still might be afraid of Cooch Manor. Right, yeah, (laughs) from pitching the perfect game a few years ago. But, uh, you know, Garrett Saylor, you look at him, and he he really hasn't pitched bad in his two starts. No, I thought that he's pitched good enough to win. You know, just a couple of unlucky breaks here and there. But as you mentioned, Jake, Jake Kuchmaner and Jake Hunter, they've really been really good to start the year. And it's been tough on Kuch to start 0-2. But, uh, you know, one thing I think that helps with that 2-3 matchup with them on Saturday and Sunday is you see a guy like Kuchmaner who's working fast, pitching strikes, keeping hitters off balance. And then you go to a guy like Jake Hunter, and Jake Hunter's wind up is about 10 times slower than Jake, and I think it really throws off the hitters hmm. for these lineups, and I think that's a good 2-3 punch to have. You know, Maybe you know, if you switch them and go 1-2, I don't know. But uh, I think that's a good back-to-back pitching staff to have right there. But uh, I, I hope Cooch gets a win here soon because he's really really been dominant and just really the old Cooch that we've seen in the past. And they're doing this, uh, obviously, without Carson Wisenhunt, who Cliff Goblin reiterated today. Just saw that video with Brian Bailey that nothing new. He says uh, Carson Wisenhunt is suspended for violating a team rule and cliff godwin is sticking with that and that's uh, all we know for sure at this point but now cliff uh if sailor 
can't get it done or if something happens with one of the weekend guys he's got some options we saw carter spivey pitching a big performance sunday against north carolina we talk about logish and gross last night you've got some other guys that if you need to whether it be injury performance you could slide into the weekend yeah and you know ben torilliger is another guy who could slide in there you might see him i think in the coming weeks as a uh maybe a midweek start somewhere but uh there's a lot of options out of that pen if you need to replace a weekend starter uh you know like you said carter spivey he looked really good sunday night against north carolina and uh it's good to see him pitch after dealing with some injuries last year but uh it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see this pirate pitching staff as the year goes along yeah and the thing i like about it too it kind of starts with with cj mayhew when we see him go in a game he's not you know just being asked to to close an inning here or shut down in the ninth he's going extended innings we're seeing a lot of these guys do that it's not like major league baseball which by the way kids major league baseball used to be a thing it's not anymore (laughs) but there used to be a thing called major league baseball but we watch the brave scooter and all these teams and it's so specialized and you get this guy out then we'll bring in another guy cliff godwin likes to give his guys uh if the case calls for it extended innings and that's something that's uh going to be important going down the road yeah and it's good to see that we have the guys that can do extended innings too you know as you mentioned a lot of major league guys go out and they pitch well they have to pitch three batters now with the three batter, rule, yeah. with the three batter minimum but you don't have you don't see that in college these days especially with east carolina this year but uh it's good because you know hey it's like i just said if these guys need to make a start you know they can give you three four innings on the mound and what i liked on sunday we talked about it with cj mayhew he's kind of looked at as the guy in the bullpen but if he needs to be picked up all right Skylar brooks come in get the job done so we're seeing very early on in high-pressure situations against really good teams, uh, guys step up. And we're 3-5 and five right now. Things could be better. But we've just talked about a ton of bright spots, especially on the pitching side here early in the year. Right. And, you know, pitching is – we were talking right before we came on air. You know, pitching has been really stellar all year. And it's taken some time to get those bats going. But I think that offense has really turned the corner the past two days. Uh, last night certainly helped. You know, like I said, I think it was the best overall hitting performance this year by that offense. And I think they've turned the corner. And it's going to be fun to see them this weekend in the LeClaire Classic. Still waiting on uh, Josh Moreland to really turn it on. But – you just had a stat scooter a moment ago. Uh, four walks last night. He's found his way on base. And how many games in a row? He has a seven-game on base streak right now. <laughs> you just wouldn't think that because not getting many hits, hadn't seen the power yet. But that's got to do something for his confidence to, to keep getting on base. We've seen that, too, from guys like Agnos and World. that even when they're not hitting, they're getting walks, they're getting hit. They're Somehow they're, they're hitting the ball and getting on due to errors. They're finding a way to get on base, cause a disruption, cause some stress on the defense, and it's paid off uh, for East Carolina. Yep, and, you know, I didn't realize it last night until Malcolm Gray told me about Moylan's on-base streak, but as you mentioned, he had four walks last night. And You know, obviously, I don't even think he's batting he might not even be batting 100 right now but his on-base percentage i think is close to 400 at the moment and that shows that these guys even though they're not getting those hits they're not getting the base hits but they're finding ways on base and that's just another key to this offense that i think has really turned the corner in the past and how about a guy we're getting to know scooter that is a a team favorite because his teammates love him and he's going to be a fan favorite uh jacob jenkins coward 
who apparently is Mr. Energy for this ECU baseball team. And now we're seeing what he can do with the bat. Uh, guys like him, Cam Clonch, maybe guys that aren't in that top nine going into the year, starting to kind of creep their way into the lineup, get some ABs, and uh, put together some good hitting performances. Yep, and it shows you know how deep Cliff Godwin makes his ball clubs each and every year, having yeah. good young guys on the bench that he can go to in those certain situations. But I think we're going to see a lot of Jacob, Jacob Jenkins Coward here in the next few weeks, possibly the rest of the season with the way he's hitting the ball lately. Scooter, let's uh, set up the weekend. The Sycamores of Indiana State on Friday, Michigan Saturday, Maryland on Sunday for the Keith LeClaire Classic. Uh, great field this year. What are you uh, excited to see coming up this weekend? Really excited to see all of them. Um, I think Indiana State is about, I think they're 5-3 and three right now. Um, I think Michigan lost last night to Florida Atlantic. They have another game today, so they're doing two midweeks this week. And I believe Maryland is still undefeated, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I know they just took, I think they just swept Campbell last weekend. Uh, so I know we got three really good clubs coming in here, and it's going to be fun to watch the Pirates against them. And also Saturday with the Michigan game, there's a lot in that game. You know, you have Eric Baggage and Nick Schnavel coming back to Greenville, and you also have the anniversary of the first game of Clarker Clare Stadium history with East Carolina and Michigan. Because that was the first matchup. Uh, With P.J. Connolly Mm -hmm. pitching for East Carolina? Yep. Interesting. Uh, So you got all that. Also, if you've ever just wanted to watch a Big Ten game in Greenville, North Carolina, you have your opportunity. (laughs) Big Ten, I think, I I assume this is going to be uh, considered a non-conference, non-conference yeah. game for them. Uh, but that is a strange scheduling quirk for those teams playing in this tournament and having to play one another uh, coming up. I guess that'll be on Friday. Michigan mm-hmm. and Maryland will play one another at Clark LeClaire Stadium. We'll talk to Audrey LeClaire coming up on the show on Thursday, so really looking forward to that and looking forward to uh, what's going to be a fun weekend of baseball. And then uh, we probably won't talk to Scooter next week because he's going to be busy calling a lot of baseball games first Uh, two-game midweek for East Carolina. They're making the Virginia trip to Blacksburg and uh, to face Virginia Tech and also to play Radford next week. Yep, very excited about that trip. Uh, I really don't remember us playing Virginia Tech recently in baseball, so I'm excited about that. Excited to get up there and see their facility that they've updated recently in the last few years and uh, get to play a a Radford team who has been – been to Greenville recently, I believe, uh, in the last few years. So it's going to be a good spring break trip up to Blacksburg. And Chandler, you were pointing out we've seen them on the basketball court pretty recently. Uh, but Radford will be the Highlanders will be on the schedule. <clears throat> yeah, we uh, watched them lose to NCANT earlier today <laughs> in overtime. That yeah. we did. Sorry. And almost blow a plus seven and a half. But they didn't. They lost by seven. <laughs> and what a uh, wild one that was here in the Pirate Radio studios. Uh, and then, uh, Scooter, they'll take on St. Mary's, who – that's the same St. Mary's that just beat Gonzaga in basketball, right? Correct. Yeah. Uh, apparently, they play good baseball, too. They are 8-0 right now. Yikes. So, they'll be making a really long trip to Greenville, North Carolina. And this tough non-conference schedule just continues to roll on for ECU baseball. Pirates will be – uh, home this weekend for the LeClaire Classic. The Gales of St. Mary's roll in the following weekend. And then finally uh, a weekend away, right, Scooter, in uh, Charleston? That is correct. All right. So and there. also, ECU softball will be playing the same weekend in Charleston. Uh, just a fun beach trip to South Carolina 
with a lot of baseball and softball in between so good stuff scooter uh how the broadcast going with coach o there how you feel it's been good uh ready ready for my first broadcast next week at virginia tech and radford without coach o going uh, solo did, yep he did inform me though that he will be making the trip to charleston so he will be there for that series so you'll be riding solo uh brick house was awesome he was on saturday awesome. yes he was loved having brick house on saturday uh you know, i was telling someone the other day you know brick house brick house and coach o are so knowledgeable about the game and coach o is knowledgeable about the traditional baseball game but brick house brings another side because he's played recently and he's so knowledgeable about today's game and that's one thing i loved about having brick house on he was fantastic and i agree he's got a kind of a sneaky sense of humor but also what he brings from a knowledge standpoint i thought he was fantastic it sounded like a veteran in the booth sure and did. uh i guess he's about to to get underway with some baseball himself right? yep he said he would uh is leaving friday so he'll be heading to arizona Sona. yep good deal uh because the minor leaguers are still gonna play uh doesn't look like we're gonna see major league baseball for a while i don't even think i mentioned it yesterday on the air you've probably seen it by now if you care but uh the first two series Series. of baseball have been officially canceled so uh just a terrible terrible frustrating very frustrating i mean yeah get it done figure it out unbelievable all right scooter well thanks for dropping by today man Mm -hmm. we'll uh hear you on the call coming up this friday saturday and sunday for pirate baseball thank you clip mustache looking good thank you I mean, you're ready for that. <laughs> you were you, this. You were born for this. I pulled. I pulled the Clippers out at midnight on Feb- on March first. I was ready to go. You better, uh, CJ Mayhew. Better hope that you're not in the contest, or he might be in some trouble. Nah, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk some pirate hoops with the voice Jeff Charles, East Carolina, off this midweek. Be back in action coming up against Wichita State this weekend. We'll talk about that and more when we return on Pirate Radio Live here on a Wednesday. Back with you after this. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference in Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. You work hard for your money at Carolina Wealth Management. We believe that your money should work hard for you. Do you know if it is? To learn more about your investment portfolio, go to MyCarolinaWealth.com to schedule a free consultation. That's MyCarolinaWealth.com. Now let's head back into PRL. Here is Clip Brock. All right. How about a team that's won five games all year, a team that won one conference game, has the ball, with a chance to pull an upset, and they get the layup with 22 seconds left. Oh, no. Charleston Southern has a race, and now oh. they're going to get a charge that they didn't call, and a three is no good. Rebound, inside, head fake, shot up, no good. Rebound, Rebound. No. no, and a foul. Are they? Foul. Yeah, come on, refs. That should have been Charleston Southern ball on they're- a charge. Hey, how did they not call that a charge? He ran. He was completely out of control and ran over him. So now UNC Asheville will go to the line, shoot, shoot, hitting two. 
Uh, down by one, the Charleston Southern. Charleston Southern this year is five and twenty-four, and they are one and fifteen in Jesus. conference play. But this is wow. why we love this time of year because if they win this game, they are surviving and advancing and still have hope to make the NCAA tournament. UNC Asheville, by the way, sixteen and thirteen, eight and eight in conference play. This is a twelve-five matchup in the Big South tournament. And uh, this is what we love, the the little guy, the it's underdog. A, yeah, Folks. Charleston Southern is a 12 seat going up against a 5 seat right now. Folks, this is March. This is March. Let's uh, We'll have a – I don't know. I kind of want to keep it here before we get to Jeff Charles. Yeah, let's – yeah, Jeff can wait. Jeff can wait we, for a few minutes. Yeah, I'll Jeff can wait. <laughs> <laughs> no, he wouldn't mind waiting. He caught us jabronis. Yeah, he can wait. This is his penance. He's going to have to wait. Actually, I saw the Iron Sheet – uh tweet that out like two hours ago <laughs> so the world is a full is full of a bunch of jabronis and i thought i started Including laughing shirley Rhodes. yeah because i was mad at him <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right first shot is up and good CJ's so ball game. spoilers in studio b all right he's not gonna let us see what happens here 77 all six seconds left to go unc Asheville, the heavy favorite has a chance to take a one point lead here and it looks like Charleston Southern is out of timeouts. Asheville could call a timeout. And I really hope they don't because I want to see the end of regulation. He got it. All right. So Asheville will not one, call a timeout to set up their defense. Here we go. One point game, six seconds left. Charleston Southern's four. got it. Counting down. Kick out three quarter. No. Oh, yeah. Oh. Buzzer. It's over. Charleston Southern has done it. Let's see. <laughs> it's over. Let's see. <laughs> I was waiting for it. They're going to look at it. I could not see. Let's oh, see. Oh, she's telling everybody to go home. Let's see. <laughs> wow. What that a, was incredible. Let's see. A missed three-pointer. They're going to look at it. And then an offensive rebound to put it in. I don't know, Clip. And you're right, Coach. They are going to take a look at it here. But as it stands, Charleston Southern... 1-15 in conference play, has just won a conference tournament oh, game, wow. and he got that he off. He got off with .3 of seconds. And that is That's it. That's going to count. That is it. No time on the At clock. the buzzer! Um, At the buzzer! This is March. Oh, that was great. This is March. That was fantastic. All right, let's get to the voice. Jeff Charles joins us on the Pirate Radio Live line. Jeff, how you doing today? Cliff, I am doing great. You know, it seems a little strange not having a midweek game. Yeah. That's where we are, of course, this week. And the Pirates will take off on Friday afternoon, head to Wichita for the final regular season game of the year. Where is this basketball season gone? It's gone by so very quickly. And going out to Wichita is always tough, but you have to feel like the Pirates have a fighting chance in this game. It'll tip off at 3 o'clock Eastern time in Wichita on Saturday and then uh, back to Greenville and then on out to Fort Worth to Dickey's Arena for the American Athletic Conference Tournament. Next week, the Pirates will leave on Tuesday. You have to be there a full day before the tournament starts, so ECU has some responsibilities on Wednesday next week before the tournament starts on Thursday. And, of course, things have to play out a little bit more, Clip, before we know who the Pirates will play in the first round. But ECU still has a chance to finish in seventh place. They could still finish ahead of Cincinnati in the final standings. So the seventh-place team plays the tenth. More likely, East Carolina will be in the 8-9 game. 
But we'll have to wait and see how things play out this weekend. Yeah, I talked to Sai yesterday, Jeff, about this uh, midweek off for East Carolina. And he says if you're a coach, you, you like it in – you know, early February, kind of um, to regroup and get ready for the the final grind of the season. But coming off two straight wins, and now you get this by, as Joe Dooley told you the other night on the coaches show, Jeff, to, to get a mental and physical break uh, before you play one final game, then head off to the tournament. It comes at a pretty good time. I know if you're East Carolina, you might want to get back on the floor because you've won a couple in a row and have played pretty well. But this is a nice break for the guys, Jeff, uh, before they head off to Wichita. Well, it really is, Cliff, and I've asked uh, Joe that question a number of times here in the last couple of weeks, and he said exactly what you said. He thinks it's a good thing for the basketball team to have a little bit of a breather. I'll tell you what, Cliff, unless you're really close to the program, you just don't know what a grind it is for these players. And not only are the practices and the meetings and the games, but after all, their students are trying to go to class, too, and keep their grades up. I mean, it is a lot on their plate. And I think there is a burnout factor that happens in February. I think you can see it with some of the freshmen with the Pirates. I mean, these guys have never been through this before. Some of them, when they get here, they've never even been on an airplane before. So it's a whole new experience, and uh, they've just never had to go through a grind like this. And believe me, it is a grind, especially in this league with all the travel. So I think it comes at a good time, too. I think the guys should come out refreshed and fresh for the game on Saturday with Wichita. And how about Tristan Newton in the year he's having, Cliff? He had another 27-point game the other day. I was looking, he's had five games this year now of 27 points or more this season. And if he's not an all-conference AAC player, I don't know who is. He's just had a terrific year this year for the Pirates. No doubt about it, Jeff. And he did it in front of his cousin and all-pro running back Aaron Jones on Saturday, who was uh, hollering in Menji's Coliseum. And I had a, I got an opportunity to take a uh, picture with Aaron Jones and Tristan Newton Saturday night uh, at Sup Dogs, Jeff, after the game on Saturday. I had no idea they were cousins. And I, I, I thought about the connection, you know, with Aaron Jones going to UTEP and Tristan from El Paso. But I didn't know until Saturday that uh, he was cousins with the all-pro. You know, it's amazing how you find out things about players, Cliff, that you didn't know if you just talk to them or you just run into them. I know when uh, they get the form to be filled out from sports information, there is a part of that form that says if you have any relation, brothers, sisters, cousins, whatever, that played sports, would you please note those so we can let people know about it? Well, some guys do and some guys don't. <laughs> yeah. And then just the other day, uh, I did not know this. Joe Dooley did not even know this. And it came up in the conversation when we had Brandon Suggs on. I I heard this the other night, Jeff. I was listening to it as you found out. Yep, I know what you're about to say. As I think the entire world found out, as a matter of fact, Cliff, because uh, we're sitting there and I asked asked Brandon about the influence his dad has had on him. And, well, you know, my dad pitched for three years in the New York Mets organization. (laughs) And I even asked Joe Dooley that. He said, I had no idea that that was the case, and I don't think anybody did. So sometimes you just have to get to know these guys a little bit better and, and maybe pry a little bit and ask them questions about their family because if you don't, you never find out about it. It was kind of funny because you were talking about basketball, and you said, uh, Brandon, your dad played basketball? He said, yeah, in high school. And you were like, oh, okay. And, and then he said, yeah, and he, he pitched in the Mets organization. Like, it was no big deal. He just kind of, uh, I guess some of the, like you said, Jeff, some of these guys, uh, I don't know, for whatever reason, don't want to share that or, or, or kind of shy and, and just don't know if it's a big deal or not. But that, that was really cool to, to get that out of Brandon and to uh, to also see Tristan and, and Aaron Jones the other night. Uh, so a good athletic family there. And, boy, Tristan was awesome in that win 
over Tulsa. Uh, two wins this year over Tulsa, Jeff, and two wins last week. And once again, Jeff, you and Michael Perry have had some nail biters to call. We talk about it every Wednesday because it happens every week, and it happened twice last week, two tight games, and uh, the Pirates were able to be on the right side of them last week. Well, it was big. You have to take care of business at home, and going into the game this past week, Clip, that was really kind of the theme. You know, you got to take care of these two games, and even though they're very difficult to win, even if you have them at home, you got to feel like the Pirates have a good chance this year to beat a down USF team and a down Tulsa team. It's a lot easier said than done. You got to go out and win the games. But again, it was big to win those two. And I know sometimes our expectations here are not very big for basketball, and we might get excited about some things. And people on the outside would say, well, why are you getting excited about finishing seventh place in the American Athletic Conference? But ECU has never done that, and the Pirates have a chance to win their seventh conference game. Coming up this weekend in Wichita, which they've never done in the AAC as well. So there's still a lot to be played for with this basketball team, with this coaching staff, and we've been trying to get the message across that East Carolina now does have a regular season winning season in the books with 15 wins. If they would lose Saturday at Wichita, they still finish regular season-wise at 15 and 14. If that is the case, then they've got to win a game in the tournament to get to 16 wins and then have a have a winning season this year. I think we talked about that last week on your show. So there's a lot to play for. And I know when I talk with the guys both on the air and off the air, and I mentioned that to them, they really want to be the team that has a winning season at East Carolina because the Pirates have only had two winning seasons in the last 23 years. I know that's hard to believe, but that's what the record book shows. And these guys would really like to be – one of those teams that gets over the hump and maybe start to build on something for next year and the years to follow. Jeff Charles joining us. It is March, and the Pirates will be in the AAC tournament coming up next Thursday. Still waiting to see if they're going to be in that 8-9 game or the 7-10 matchup. But, Jeff, we've got tournaments going on as we speak. Uh, the Big South tournament playing all day today, and will play on uh, through the rest of the week. The Northeast Conference tournament uh, has their quarterfinals coming up tonight. So you've got uh, tournament action already underway. Ohio Valley um, is playing tonight as well. So fun time of the year, Jeff, where these teams are fighting for their uh, NCAA tournament lives, and it makes for some uh, great theater and, and the best reality TV you can find. Yeah, no doubt about that, and I really enjoy watching the smaller conferences play. They usually start play a week before the uh, larger conferences have their tournament. And you mentioned the Big South and a couple of really good teams there this year, Clip. Longwood and Winthrop have both had 20-win seasons in the CAA. They've had three teams with 21 wins or more. Uh, UNC Wilmington, Towson, and Hofstra. Uh, they're going to be playing this weekend. So there's a lot of really good teams. Southern Conference has had three teams this year with 20 or more wins. Chattanooga, Furman, and Sanford. So, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun, and you like to watch these teams that you don't get a chance to see on TV very often in their conference tournaments. And you mentioned the Ohio Valley, and Murray has just been terrific this year. Yeah. I think they're 28-2. and two. Uh, They're moving out of the Ohio Valley. The Ohio Valley Conference is on life support. They've lost a lot of schools, and uh, Murray is moving into the Missouri Valley, which I think is a really good fit for them, and they'll bring a quality basketball program to the the Missouri Valley. So uh, they're they're winding down in the Ohio Valley, but as you well know, Cliff, they've been a program that has really dominated that conference in, in recent years, and they've just got great basketball tradition there. I've always thought 
if I'm a young basketball coach and I'm on the way up, I'll do anything I can to get that Murray State job because that's a place where you can go and win and build your resume and then move on to a bigger school somewhere. Yeah, and, and really, my whole basketball-watching life, uh, they have been a team that's been in the tournament and, and pulled upsets. And uh, speaking of Murray State, before we move on from basketball, Jeff, have you seen any of or, or, or seen the highlights of John Morant this year? And he's averaging 27 points for the Grizzlies uh, this season. And the other night in the same quarter had maybe the dunk of the year and the buzzer beater of the decade – uh, and he is just a, I know that Dominique Wilkins was the human highlight reel, but he is a walking highlight, uh, and he has been phenomenal this year and a uh, little in stature, but now in that MVP conversation, uh, the way he's been able to play. Well, no doubt about that, Cliff. And yes, I saw all those highlights that you just referenced, and he's about 6'2". And, you know, here's a kid that was not highly recruited at all out of Sumter, South Carolina. He goes to Murray State and has a great career there, and now we're seeing what he's doing in the NBA. He was an NBA All-Star this year. He's just a terrific, terrific talent. And I know when we were in Memphis, when the Pirates played Memphis just a few weeks ago, a lot of people were talking about him. He's become you know, a big-time celebrity down there, and he should. He's just a, a great talent. He's a lot of fun to watch play. And before we move on from basketball, Clip, I did a commentary this morning that will run this week and uh, also throughout the entire month of March about some of the newcomers in basketball coming into the American Athletic Conference. And what I really wanted to do is try to give our listeners an idea as to what kind of a following that these schools have. <laughs> and it is not a very pretty picture. I'll tell you what my research showed here. Texas San Antonio averages 865 people per game. Mm. Rice this year is averaging 1,785. FAU, 1,365. Charlotte now is down. They're actually down 1,000 more per game in average attendance than ECU is. East Carolina only averaged 3,400. At Charlotte this year, they only averaged 2,400. UAB is having a great year this year. They've been the best team in Conference USA. They've had 13 games this year under 3,000, and they're averaging right at 3,000. Uh, believe it or not, North Texas is the leader in attendance of these new schools coming into the league in a couple of years, and they're averaging 3,730, which is best. But you have to understand now, they play in a 10,000-seat arena. So and I think they have a 20-win season this year, Jeff, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah, they've had a great year. Yeah. Yeah, they've had one of the best years they've had in recent memory, and they're averaging 3,700. Man. So I'll tell you what, looking down the road in a couple of years, unless things drastically change and history tells you that it won't, the Pirates are going to be playing in some empty arenas once this uh, new league is, is formed and the Pirates are competing in it in a couple of years. Well, Jeff, you remember that year where ECU was still in the Conference USA and the old Conference USA team split to new leagues uh, before ECU joined the American. And that was the year the Pirates finished fourth in the conference and got a first-round bye in the tournament. And things kind of eased up a bit, and they took a step forward and, and won some games. And uh, we could see maybe that returning. If if uh, they continue to, to put together some good rosters here at East Carolina, we could see East Carolina shoot up the standings here with uh, some of these new teams in. Well, that would be the hope. There's no doubt about that, uh, Cliff. That would be the hope that that happens down the road. 
And uh, we'll have to, you know, we'll have to wait and see. But uh, it has to help East Carolina competitively. Yeah. That you're no longer competing against Houston and UCF and Cincinnati because uh, East Carolina's had very little success against those three schools, as we know, in either football or or in basketball. East Carolina against those three schools in basketball is seven and thirty-four against those three, and you in football against those three clips. Two and seventeen, man. So the Pirates have not been able to compete against these three schools that are leaving the conference, and so you would think competitively this should help ECU. Jeff Charles joining us today. Jeff uh, switching to baseball, East Carolina, uh, and and you don't like that three and five record. You want to see that improve. What you do like is back to back victories against North Carolina and Duke for Cliff Godwin's Pirates, and they outscored those teams. A combined 17 to 2. It was 12 to 2 last night in Durham as East Carolina tacked on a lot of runs late, Jeff. And, and boy, the pitching uh, has been fantastic for the Pirates, uh, especially in these midweek games. They beat Campbell last week 10 to 3, Duke 12 to 2, got the bats rolling, and uh, leads into uh, what should be a really good Keith LeClaire Classic coming up this weekend with Indiana State, Michigan, and Maryland on tap. Yeah, it should be a great weekend of baseball in Greenville. Hopefully the weather will cooperate. And Yes, it's good to see the bats come to life because the pitching has been good. So I think fans are intrigued uh, for a big weekend coming up, Clip. And here's an interesting note about these teams coming in this weekend. You realize that Indiana State has gone to Omaha and they have played in the College World Series? I did not know that, yeah. Yeah, they have one College World Series on their resume. And I was looking the other day, Michigan has been to Omaha eight times in Michigan's baseball history, and they have won two national championships in baseball at Michigan. And, of course, we always talk about Nick Schnabel and Eric Backage coming back home, the two former Pirates now, the head coach and the assistant head coach. Eric is the head coach. And then uh, Maryland's had a pretty good program, too, in the ACC, So, and then now into the Big Ten. So, you know, it's going to be a good weekend of baseball. Hope fans get out there. I'm sure that they will. And support the Pirates, boy. They could win uh, three games this weekend. All of a sudden, it gets the season back on track. No doubt. Talking to the voice, Jeff Charles, today, Jeff. Uh, well, no basketball this midweek. So, what are you up to uh, tonight? Well, I'll probably just be hanging around the house. As a matter of fact, uh, we've got our interview with Michael Perry coming up tonight. Yeah. Up at six o'clock. Another podcast at six. And Mike has really done a very good job this year on the network, working with me. East Carolina Pirate basketball, you know, we really threw Mike in the fire. He didn't have any experience, and he's done a really good job, and he's really had a great career in basketball, and when you get a chance to sit down and talk with him, he knows a lot of people, and he's had uh, some great mentors along the way, Lefty Drizel and Dick Tarrant at Richmond, and I can remember, this was a little bit before my time, before I got into this part of the country, Cliff. I came to Virginia Tech in 1983, and Mike ended up his career at Richmond in 1981, so I never really saw him play. But I remember people when I was in Virginia used to talk about this guy named Mike Perry, who was a great player at the University of Richmond. And when he left Richmond, he was the all-time leading scorer in the history of the Spiders basketball program. You know, it's a big deal when a guy scores 1,000 points in his career. Well, Mike scored 2,145 points in his career at Richmond, and what's ironic about that is years later, when I was broadcasting Virginia Tech games, Cliff, I broadcast a game between Virginia Tech and Richmond. And in that game, a guy named Johnny Newman, who played yeah. in the NBA for a number of years, 
may have heard that name. Johnny Newman broke Michael Perry's record as the leading scorer at Richmond, and in the same game, Del Curry became the all-time leading scorer at Virginia Tech. Hmm. So that's a little bit ironic, and it was a game that was played somewhere in the mid-'80s, a game I had a chance to witness, and I think I'll always remember that. That's cool. Two future uh, Charlotte Hornets there, Jeff. Uh, Charlotte Hornet teammates, I believe, Johnny Newman and Del Curry in that game. So Yes, they were. There you go. Exactly right. You're exactly right. Good stuff. You want to talk about an athletic broadcast duo, Jeff Charles in the weight room and Michael Perry on the basketball court. I'll put you guys up against any team, Jeff. Well, I tell you what, uh, we both work out on the road all the time, too. You'll always find us somewhere working out. Uh, Mike, I always tell people when they look at Mike, I said, see that guy there? 30 years ago, he played tight end for the Dallas Cowboys, and nobody... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's believable. He looks... He looks more like a football player than he does a basketball yeah. player, but Mike stays in shape and he works out every day, and we have a good time working out on the road. Well, I tell you what, we always talk about like the all bus team or the all airport team when guys look the part. When you and Michael Perry uh, get off with the team, you guys look the part. So uh, <laughs> keep it up, boys. Hey, uh, thanks for joining us today. We'll uh, hear from Jeff Charles and Michael Perry coming up six o'clock on the Pirate Radio podcast. And Jeff, uh, have a great call this weekend. We'll talk to uh, some conference tournament basketball with you next week. Yeah, I'll be talking to you from Fort Worth next week. We'll be there on Wednesday, Cliff, and I look forward to your call. We'll break out the Dickies because uh, we'll talk to Jeff live from Dickies Arena coming up next week here on Pirate Radio Live East Carolina getting ready for conference tournament action. If you missed it earlier in the segment, uh, we, we got an upset. It's a 12-5 upset in a conference tournament game. Charleston Southern won one conference game all year. They just knocked off UNC Asheville in the Big South Tournament. So uh, it is that time of year. We'll take a timeout, come back, have more for you on Pirate Radio Live, wrap up hour number two, get you set for hour three, where Bryce Williams will join us. We'll talk some Pirate football with Bryce in hour three of today's show. More to go on Pirate Radio Live. We are back with you after this. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference in Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Town Insurance is your premier independent insurance agency from maximizing opportunities to minimizing risk. Town's insurance advisors offer expert professional advice to clients of all sizes. For personal or business insurance questions, call 756-8300 today. Now let's head back into PRL. Here is Clip Brock. Alrighty, thanks Shirley Rhodes back with you here on Pirate Radio Live on a Wednesday. Got Bryce Williams joining us in just a moment. It is Combine Week, and Bryce Williams was a participant in the 2016 NFL Combine. So we'll talk about his memories uh from that event and i also want to show bryce the video of the squats going on uh, with ecu training big john earlier this week and uh call back some of those memories as well from the weight room here at east carolina as a matter of fact we also need to ask him about his little adventure that uh he had earlier was it today or was it yesterday that that adventure took place i don't know if it was an adventure because he was stationary because uh 
He had, he had a, a little, little tire trouble. We'll yeah. talk to Bryce about that coming up in the vehicular unit issue. All right, I'm jotting down all the uh, bullet points to hit with Bryce. Jot today. it down. Okay, Thank jot you it down. for that. Where did jot come from? That's yeah. a great question, Chandler. I love to bring up the phrases we say, the words we use, and where they originated. And jot is a good one. I'm going to jot this one down. Jot it down. Old content junkie over there can't just get by on oxygen and water. Sometimes you got to refuel the body. And he's doing, what are you laughing at? I'm just waiting, I'm waiting to see. Waiting he's to, like in mid snack. I'm waiting to hear what you got to say. Because I turn around and he's just a snacking. When you're a content junkie, <laughs> face he's making and you got a body like that, you got to fuel it with the proper edibles. You want me to spit it out? <laughs> I want you to eat. And content junkie <laughs> is working on some nabs over there. What what kind of nabs you got, son? I love I love how he just sits there and looks at you like I was just sitting here eating. Like I don't know why you're picking on me. I don't know because why you're Because it's so- content. I'm addicted to the game. Content junkie. He was Junk he it. was he was literally looking at you and he's got a cracker hanging out of his mouth. He was like this. Uh I see some crackers right now. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Let's not use that. Use what? Are you offended? I'm a f- very offended. Oh, my God. I'm very offended. I thought it was a cracker. Now it's a snowflake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Man, that was it was all fun and games until you threw that out. Broke out the slurs? Yeah, th- threw out that slur. I apologize, apologies for the slur. I used. A burgly. A burgly. A burgly. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I used the C word. Uh, did we ever get down to what uh, flavor they are? Was that like the chives? Yeah, cream, cream cheese, cheese and, and chives. Oh. Is that good? What does it take to fuel the body of a content junkie? A little cream cheese, some chives, and uh, he, he dipped a little uh, powder substance, it looks like, into his water bottle there. Hmm. You know, I love the original naps. Uh, the toast cheese, the toast cheese, cheese with the peanut butter, uh, and a Pepsi cola. Yeah, and how do you, uh, Rick Smith? Yeah, and a Pepsi cola, and uh, I, my the underrated one, the underappreciated one is the peanut butter and honey. I agree. Oh boy, I are agree. we are we talking about Ooh. like nabs? Like yeah, my favorite Getting caught by the hands down nab Holy Ghost. My favorite has always been the toast cheese, yeah. which is the cheese crackers on with the cheese stuff in the middle. Wait, 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 wait. Cheese on cheese? Yes, cheese on cheese. I thought, well, so I thought toast cheese was the... Uh, Original nap. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, but that's usually with peanut butter in the middle. Yeah? Yeah. Yes, you also have a nip cheese. Okay, oh, yes. we'll call oh. it by its correct name. I'm sorry. It, yeah. It, Tidbit <laughs> nipply. Nip, <laughs> nippy in here, Charlie. <laughs> A nip cheese. Clark Griswold. <laughs> what kid's a deer? Yeah. Uh, um, so nip cheese is the cheese on cheese. Cheese on cheese, yeah. and that's my I favorite. Am, uh, I'm going to try this cream cheese and chives. I do agree with you, though, Chandler. And you know the great thing about the NAB and the NAB family <laughs> is that, <laughs> and I think the great thing about the toast cheese in general, you get the sweet and salty mix. If you go with the honey and the peanut butter, it's it's all sweet mm-hmm. so i do like to chase that down with a, a salty variety oh yeah so 
absolutely thanks for chewing right into the mic this will get you ready for the uh watch along coming up next week yeah <laughs> when we uh, i don't know hold i will wait uh, we'll, we'll see, see. Uh, upper management, Troy Dreyfus. I don't think he likes me eating in the. Uh, oh, that's right. In the studio, the last time we did that, I was uh, going ham on some tiebreakers, the breaker wings, extra crispy. So and, did uh, HR get a hold of you? Yeah, yeah. I got into some trouble because mm. uh, apparently I don't eat wings properly or politely. <laughs> Uh, now so, what if you were wait, there? Wait, wait, wait. wings one so, way so it wasn't necessarily because you made a mess no it was because you weren't mess. eating properly apparently i was eating like a caveman captain caveman captain caveman <laughs> captain Caveman. what if he was eating the wing with a fork and knife do you uh, think maybe is that more proper maybe, so yeah. so you were not exercising proper manners and that's why you got in trouble I get. Nah, I, get, I think uh, it was just because Chandler had food in the studio. It wouldn't have mattered. We all did. Yeah, but more you than me. <laughs> and then Tony Dunn also had a, a delicious pimento cheeseburger from the Breaker. Breaker's got good food. Uh, let's take a break and come nice. back and talk to Bryce Williams, former East Carolina tight end. He will join us. I believe I just saw him. Yep, he's walking in the door. As we speak, walking in in three two one there he is we'll be back with you pirate radio live hour three we got a giveaway coming up as well during this hour back with you after this You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Live well, move more, and hurt less with kinetic physical therapy. If you're recovering from an injury, getting back into sports, dealing with everyday pain or fatigue, the kinetic physical therapy can help you get back on track and live well. Kinetic has nationally certified therapists for physical, occupational, speech, and massage therapy, all in a state-of-the-art facility on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville. Visit kineticptgreenville.com for more information. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Rock. All right. Thank you, Shirley Rhodes, Chan Man, Content Junkie Schaefer, all here today. And joining us in the Pirate Radio Studios, former ECU tight end, he is Bryce Williams, I feel like Bryce is not a big Twitter guy. No. So I feel like I got so much to show him. I want to show him the baby race from Saturday. I want to show him my um, celebrity sighting. I just got so much to show you. Yeah. So here's the celebrity sighting, Bryce. That's ECU basketball player Tristan Newton. That's my friend Ariel Epstein. That is Packers all-pro running back Aaron Jones, who is the cousin of Tristan Newton, who was wow. in town to watch him play basketball. Met him at Sub Dogs. Wow. He is a little guy. Like, I'm towering over this dude. Yeah, man. Shoot. I don't think I could tackle him, but he's uh, listed at 5'9". But, uh, yeah, they're both uh, El Paso boys, and we're hanging out in Greenville. Hey, well, that's cool. And uh, very random to see a Green Bay Packer in Greenville, Most North definitely. Carolina. 
what's your uh, most recent or most notable celebrity sightings bryce oh gosh other than like seeing football guys because you were teammates with tom brady yeah gronkowski <laughs> like uh, you ever seen anybody that starstruck you at all the most the most recent or just the most well, give us both whatever you got i mean obviously it's it's been a while since i've done a most recent um most recent well i guess most re no i didn't get to see john gruden when i, I mean i went to uh no i've already known these guys um <laughs> if you ain't got one you ain't got i one. mean the only thing the no i don't really any most recent that well i tell you what while you're thinking so chandler who did you say you saw in it oh you saw sal palantonio and uh jaworski ron jaworski i've only been on a plane like three or four times in my life <laughs> So I'm a very feet on the ground kind of guy. Yeah. But one time we did go on a cruise. I flew down to Miami. This is not a. I don't even know if Bryce will know this guy. You guys will know him because you followed basketball. But I saw a somewhat celebrity in the airport. Legs. Tim Legler. Do y'all even remember that name? He Legler. covered. He worked at ESPN. I was going to say, wasn't he a commentator? I remember him as a player with the uh, Washington Bullets back in the day. But Tim Legler was Legler. my airport celebrity sighting. Not very exciting. Uh, did that give you time to thank Bryce? Legler. I mean, I'm trying to off-season stuff. So uh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I also forgot to mention the other day, I, I ran into Sidney Lowe in uptown Charlotte. He was, was he wearing the red suit, the red jacket? No, he was. Uh, I had to look him up. And say, why is he in Uptown Charlotte? He was on the uh, Utah Jazz staff, and they were playing the the Bobcats at the time. Did you like give him a Wolfpack sign? He was on the phone, and I just went up to him, and he looked at me, and I was just, and I kind of like mouthed. I was like, I just wanted to say hey. Was <laughs> and he was like, he was like, just well, that's the thing, up. Bryce. I, <laughs> so the other night, I don't like to bother people, right? So I went the Tristan route because he. I don't know if he knows who I am or my name, but he's definitely seen me. Uh, so I was just like, hey, Tristan, what's up, man? Good game. Hey, can we get a picture with, with you and your crew real quick? And they were nice. They were oh, like, yeah, yeah, sure. No problem. Uh, so I didn't like to go up to uh, to famous folks. But, right. Oh, yeah. But it I also was... want the picture. You know what I'm no saying? No doubt. Um, I mean, my office, the most reason I've been here since 2019. Um, you know, I did go out to the Raiders in 2019 for the workout, but obviously, just I mean, I did I did got to see uh Zay, but obviously, as far as was Darren like Waller there when you were there, he's um, their big time guy now. It I don't was remember. uh, like I said, it was for a workout, so it was yeah. me and three other guys, but um, I guess if you're dating back since I haven't been there, I mean, I've seen I mean, obviously, a handful of them, but a, a funny encounter, um. Was I went to, when I was when I see it was was when I was in Seattle. I had a buddy come visit me who's in Oregon or lived in Oregon. So we were you know just strolling around Seattle, and uh, we're sitting at a crosswalk, and uh, my buddy is to my right, and to my left I was like looking. I'm like wait, what? And I did a double take, and it was um, Greg Popovich, right? Right, the Spurs pop, pop. yeah, Popovich. And, uh, and I was like, huh, what? And he saw me like double take and he smirked and the light turned thing, put his hat on and he took off. You know, because I wasn't going to make up some big yeah. deal of it. And of course, when, when he walked by a group of guys, he, uh, once he walked by a group of guys, they were like, wait, that's Greg Popovich. And uh, so that was a funny inter- in, um, encounter. But as far as like, I mean, I was in the same area as uh, there was a Todd Gurley had a, uh, when I was with LA, a, um, 
like Xbox revealed. I get you know, obviously, I guess Xbox. Xbox, you know, wanted him to promote mm-hmm. this new game, whatever war game it was. I didn't know they just knew you get a free Xbox and all that. So I was like, yeah, sure, why not? Well, needless to say, who was? I mean, we were just in pro- we were probably in like an area like this the size of the studio, and then they had like an outside area. And goodness gracious, there was two chains, um, <laughs> French Montana, Tygo. Now, um, I wouldn't recognize any of those. Yeah, those wi- are not, yeah. Um, Wiz Khalifa. Wow. And um, there was another another rapper in there and all that. And I'm just like... Did you get a picture or anything? No, I tried <laughs> to keep it cool. And, yeah. but I was like, dang, you know, when I saw Wiz Khalifa, I was like, dang, like, he's been to Greenville. And like, yeah, I'm sure. And, you know, and uh, that would have been cool to get a picture you know, with him and, I mean, really all, all yeah. the guys. Two Change is pretty big. Um, I mean, I was there, you know, I met... When I was the Patriots with you know Mark Wahlberg, I'm um, gonna shake his hand. Oh, yeah. That new movie, that one not now, but the new movie that's coming out. Something about him on the oil rig. You know, we got to see the preview, I guess, supposedly before it came out. So I got to you know shake his hand and okay, he's got little hands. I shake your hand. Mark Wahlberg's the little hand guy. Okay, yeah, he got little hands. Like Kenny Pickett. Um, we were at. I mean, I could tell a few stories, but uh, you know, when we had L.A. practice, of course. I mean, I saw Danny Trejos. Yeah, we ate the his, uh, actor. Yeah, yeah. Um, we ate at his food truck. You know, saw him. He's a short fella. My goodness. Um, but Britney Spears came out to a practice. I guess with <laughs> her with her kids. Uh, it was from. I never got close to her. Yeah. She was the dentist. Mainly was with the specialist. But, but do you hear like? Is there she talk was with going the on? Specialist. Like, yeah, they were just hanging out because I guess the specialist don't do anything during practice. Yeah. No. But so is there like talk amongst the practice? Like, hey guys, Britney Spears is here. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're like, wait, what? what? I mean, like I said, we had several celebrities come out um, uh, to practice, but um, I've seen, you know, I've walked by right by LeBron James before a game, um, you know, in the Coliseum, and, you know, there's, um, oh gosh, what was his name? It was ironic, oh, what, it, um, Jeffries, he was an NBA player, Jamal Jeffries, Oh my goodness! I'm drawing a blank of his. Um, I don't remember a Jeffrey of his of his name, but uh, I may have a picture with him actually. But uh, right. he was outdoor guy. Jared Jeffries Jared, from the you know, Indiana. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, Jared Jeffries. That sounds pretty right. Let's see, and uh, yeah, him. So uh, he likes to uh, fish, and I just would see him on TV or like YouTube when I would watch a fishing thing. So. Huh. I was like, oh, that's cool. And then when I saw him on the game at the game, I was like, oh, heck, man. Like, so, of course, that was the icebreaker. Did y'all have a conversation about Oh, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Here's the thing. Uh, it would have been cool. He said, yeah, man, I'm in town. I'm about to go down to San Diego because um, he said, like, Bonita were running or some kind of whatever tuna was running. And uh, I was like, Dad. like, it was low key, felt like an invite, but I was like, <laughs> I'm not going to try to jump that I'll train. I'll be there, or what do I say? That's and, cool. Uh, I know. I was like, Dad, gum, that would have been super cool to see a guy. You know, I would watch him fish and fishing um, in San Diego would have been pretty cool. Yeah, I was like, oh my God. But I think, you know, we had like practice or <laughs> we had something going on. Yeah. But, uh, and then I've got, you know, a few other stuff. There you it go. Was, Good uh, stuff. It was, you know, it was cool to, you know, do all that but I never did any of the picture stuff because I didn't want to be like some fanboy and I'm like right. who is this lame yeah I never know how to truly act uh, around people like that now how about you Bryce on the other side you are a star here in Greenville so you probably got recognized um, like, around downtown and stuff or yeah I've had 
I mean, you know, it's cool. I'm, you know, it's neat when people recognize me and stuff. Um, you know, I've had, I've had, haven't had to pay for too many drinks each time I go downtown. Yeah. So that's cool. And you would have liked um, to have had the super celebrity bankroll, but <laughs> right, you were in the sweet spot of being recognized, but probably not enough to where it annoyed you. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Like yeah. we see like videos of man, this celebrity's a real jerk because this time he did this. And yeah, you'd like to be nice to everybody you come across, oh, but yeah. when that happens for the one hundredth time on a certain right. day, yeah, probably get old. Yeah, so, yeah, most so definitely. I was in the Birmingham airport after East Carolina lost. After you guys lost to Florida, thanks, Bryce. And mm. uh, we were walking towards our terminal, and sure enough, I look, and there's Shane Carden and his parents. Really? So of course <laughs> we we were like, let's go talk to him. Yeah, yeah. He did not want to talk. Yeah. Shane Carden. Well, yeah. And, uh, but his dad was very nice and talked to yeah. us and stuff. Like I'm that. sure. I've, yeah. Uh, if we would have won, it would probably been a different situation. Oh yeah. Um, we totally understood. Yeah. You know I mean, so it's kind of a bummer there. One time I had somebody from my hometown supposedly um you know i guess the dad said something when i was back home you know i was doing all the football stuff and i guess i heard him say is that bryce williams but i mean i feel like he was talking to the group so i just kept walking yeah. well supposedly that just upset the dad and it was actually went to school with the girl and she sent me this whole list on facebook i could probably find her instagram of like yeah, yeah, you yeah, big timed him? Yeah, yeah, but like, <laughs> I did like literally I didn't intentionally. He didn't say, hey, Bryce. It was, I could hear him muddle when I walked Right, Bryce, yeah. Is that Bryce? You know, that was all it was. And she sent me this whole like thing. Oh, my God. I was God. saying how, yeah, don't forget the little, pe- whatever it was. I'm like, yeah. Bryce done forgot where he came from, Chandler. Yeah. <laughs> He's too big for us now. Big yeah. city boy. That was, oh, big that was. City Jerry, yeah, Jerry Jeffries. Jeffries. Look how he was the tall son of a gun. Yeah. Well, all those basketball players. So, like, Tristan Newton in that photo, he's a guard, and he just towers over everybody, yeah, and like, he's a regular-sized basketball player. Because what is But all those guys are – Like, probably, was he, like, six? He's six, six, probably. Yeah, he's a tall guard. But all these guys, uh, when you get around them, you don't realize how giant these humans are that play basketball. All right, Bryce um, – all right, so Mark Wahlberg has small hands. You have big hands. Yeah, it was so funny when I shook his hand. I was like, Yink. I was like, what the heck? That is a great segue to Combine Week. It is NFL oh, yeah. Combine Week. Yeah. And you were an invite and an attendee in oh, the yeah. 2016 NFL Yikes. Combine. Did they measure your – what all did they measure so on you? They me- they like you're an alien, right? So yeah, so, so it was uh, – Combine was, you know, it was cool. Um, it was a lot more chill than the senior ball, like I said, because, you know, we just did something, went to Swedes, yada, yada, yada. But, yeah, um, you know, they measure, you know, you measure your hand and your body weight. So um, they did groups of, um, <laughs> yeah, it was, I think it was Combine or senior ball. Maybe that was, I'm seeing, thinking Combine's senior. in Indy, right? Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I was actually in, in in Indy on my birthday um, that year. But uh, I remember us, you know, with the weights, I was like, oh, man, I got to be heavy. You know, everybody's thinking, oh, I got way heavy, way heavy. And we had balls of water everywhere. And everybody's just pounding balls of water. <laughs> and you're sitting there, I mean, and it, nothing moves quick. Yeah. And you're sitting there, and goodness gracious, you're about to pee yourself. And uh, just to get there, I was like, man, I had to be that magic 260, which hindsight's 2020 should never try to be that heavy. But, uh that was funny to um yeah 250 you came up three pounds short yeah, two, of your 260 right. yeah the the uh 
Senior Bowl, I was 260. Okay. There was 257. Even like I said, 257 was too heavy for me. Yeah. Um, You know, and um, what did they measure? Oh, yeah, your hand. They measure like it this way, and it's like from here to there. I, I think, obviously, a 10-inch hand is pretty cool. My, I think I'm just a shy under 10-inch. Hey. What age could you palm a basketball? Do you remember, Bryce, when you were out there? Like, is that? Would I think I could cool palm. I think the first time I really dunked was like right. It wasn't like the dribble, dribble. I mean, it was a strain dunk, just run and jump. Was probably right before I got into uh, ninth grade. Or so you were right one of the cool grade. guys that could dunk in middle school. Because we had like one guy at A.G. Cox that could dunk, Sean Boyd. Yeah, it and we was, all thought he was Michael Jordan. Yeah, I was on the right on the out. It was probably yeah. like right before I got to ninth grade. Um, I remember doing it. Where was I practice? I think I was practicing in um, in the um, middle school gym or something like that. But you know, ironically, you know, I never made the middle school basketball team. Wow, never made the middle school basketball team. That's crazy. Yeah. How tall were you then? Or like, were you uh, were you tall compared to your peers? At yeah, that time? I, mean, I was still yeah. in the tall group, but uh, God, you must have stunned, bro. I know. <laughs> so it was, that was always kind of a funny thing. I mean, I've all you know never made it. It's, it's, wow. Neither did my brother. Maybe um, the football coach said, "Hey, we want him to only play football." He might have. I don't know. He, he might have. But even but it was funny. Even in uh, football, as uh, a seventh grader. Um, I think I had to wait and I played like the fifth quarter. I didn't hardly, I think my eighth grade man played much, but I really wasn't like outstanding. Like, yeah. what, I just, either I didn't get the opportunity, I can't remember what it was, but yeah, it wasn't like. You were a late bloomer, maybe. Yeah. Hey, Michael Jordan got cut from his team and that yeah. the famous story. So yeah. it happens. Uh, do you remember, did y'all do anything fun while you were at Indy? Because you're there for like multiple days, right? I think we were there four or so days. Um, Did you do anything fun like at, like at night or anything, or was it all work? What was it? It was yeah, it was pretty much all work from from what I remember. Because yeah. when you're there, I think I think it was like three days or four days. Um, but was neat with like the way um, we did the uh, you st- like under the hotel that was there. You stay in like train ca- uh, train cars, like they converted them to hotel rooms. And uh, hmm. I was like, oh, that's neat. But uh, who was my um, – he was a receiver from Ole Miss, Corey something. And, uh, she, you know, it's like, oh, man, you got to wake up for your drug test super early. And I'm like, I outsmarted them. I said, heck no. I'm going to sleep in. And sure enough, I woke up maybe like an hour as it's already been started, <laughs> and I walked right in. Like my roommate said, oh. he waited like 45 minutes. You know, you're still sitting there holding your pee for 45 minutes before you can do it. I said, nah, uh-uh. Nah. I'm going to play this game. I, I slept in and um, walked right in. But my, he snored. What was his name? Corey, if you could see a receiver from Ole Miss. Um, I can't remember. He might have got drafted. But he snored loud as crap. I'm like, dude, I'm trying to get some sleep. Like, what the heck? I'll see if I can and, find uh, this guy. So I, got, I see one of the Boses was there, Ezekiel Elliott. I was looking at some of the bigger names oh, that yeah. were at this thing. Yeah. Trying to find your old Miss buddy. There's uh, an Receiver. old Miss defensive player. So, uh, yeah, we'll figure out that name. Uh, All right, we need to get a break in, so let's do that. We got to talk about Bryce's day. Was it this morning where you had some issues you had to fix? Oh, yeah, yeah. We got some video, some sound of that. Laquan Treadwell was a Mississippi Ole Miss wide receiver. That's not who you're talking about, right? I swear it was Ole Miss. 
Uh, well, we'll see if we can find them. So we'll talk about that. We'll go Pirate Radio Outdoors and have more with Bryce Williams when we return on Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Did you miss a show on Pirate Radio? Well, you can listen to all of Pirate Radio's archived local programming by subscribing to us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or Spotify. Subscribe today by going to the podcast app on your iphone or apple device and search for pirate radio audio archives now let's head back in to prl here is your host clip rock all righty thank you shirley rhodes got the chan man content junkie schaefer is somewhere doing some content as we speak bryce williams joins us inside the pirate radio studios bryce let's uh talk about jay there he is talk about your uh your morning and uh not everything is always smooth sailing it's every not. now and then you get a curveball thrown in when you're expecting a nice easy fastball and you got to adjust and the good thing about bryce is uh, he's always prepared and can always get the job done so well, should we hear the video or the story first shirley what do you think well let's hear uh, let's I'll hear the, the first video. part of the like the lead up to the video we're about to play so what happened this morning bryce so how much do I should I feel? So I say just keep it like a like a teaser. Just let them know. Like, what what are you on the way to do? So I'm on the morning? way to get some new shoes for the truck. <laughs> okay, you're gonna go uh, to the equivalent of Foot Locker for vehicles. Yes, and pick you up some new kicks. New kicks. Is that all? Okay, well, I guess take it from there, Charlie <laughs> Rhodes. Here's uh, the video from Bryce Williams. I guess it's uh <laughs> yep a uh-huh, good thing I'm getting new tires put on today. Rut row, what a great spot for that to happen. Let's get to pumping. And just like that, back on the road, when you got the tools you need, the job is easy. <laughs> All right, so that was a very quick video, an audio portion of a much longer story. Yeah. So you were on the way to get new tires, and yeah. on the way had a massive blowout on the passenger side rear correct for correct and Um, that thing was blown out good oh yeah so um and just the yesterday i got the front end fixed you know got the uh passenger side what they say hub bearing assembly um and the outer control arm whatever wherever sometimes the terminology get a little confusing but anyway and so I'm, I'm there, and all of a sudden my truck starts rattling. At first thing I thought, of, oh, gosh, you know, there's a bolt. Something happened in the front end. Oh, right. And uh, I was like, son of a gun. Well, I look in the, you know, the side mirror, and my dang back tire's smoking, and, you know, um, right, you know, got the truck moving all funny. And I was like, well, daggum. And then there was nowhere, as you see, like, to pull off without um, to get out of the way, really. So I'm like, I get down on the curb of the side of the road, and um you know it's pretty much a ditch so my truck's not even level and i was like well heck and you know i've pretty and i've got everything i need uh heck in both trucks in case i do have a blowout or whatever and uh, i'm under there pumping away you know getting my little you know, my jack my floor is like a little smaller floor jack the bottle jacks ain't worth nothing and um so i'm hitting i'm sitting there cranking and i'm under the bed and i see some hair a guy say 
hey buddy i'm like what the heck and sure enough and his name is actually robert lambert so thank you for stopping Good by Samaritan. um and uh he comes and said well let's you know look let's just pull it on the side of the road a little bit put your hazards on up pull up behind you and do hazards and all that so we do that and he said uh yeah i've got a jack in the car i'm thinking i mean like i've got a jack sure enough he pulls out this nice oh, yeah. jack yeah and i'm like dang i'm okay and just went ying ying and it shot up and uh hit and i was like i'm about to get my impact out to take you know take the tire off and shoot he's got his impact out and cranking away and uh i was like well son of a gun so uh, i mean that, Boy, that was missing in the video yeah. All he thought was Bryce just got it right by himself. Easy, yeah. do, easy does it. I would have done. I mean, it, yeah. I could have done it just quick. Come on, you know. But uh, <laughs> but uh, having him, you know, it was cool that he stopped by and yeah. he. I mean, as I'm getting the spare tire down, he's bringing his tools out. I'm like, well, okay. And the thing is, he had it in a Honda, you know, a Honda Civic. Um, so he was he was ready to go. But he was former. I think he was like retired military and was his week off from down in Wilmington and he lives in Goldsburn and all that stuff. So, you know, well, that was bit. nice. And you probably made his day too, that he was able to help someone out. Yeah. Like that. Um, that's cool for sure. Like it was, you know, it's funny. Um, you know, a few times I've had to be on the side of the road cause a tire blew on my boat trailer and you wouldn't believe, I mean, I bet within that time frame of me trying to figure out things before I could drive it back, I bet I had at least five people stop. Hey, everything good? Everything yeah. good? Need any help? Um, so it is cool to know, you know, yep. should you slap your hazards on someone's in need and there's people out there that'll uh, help you. You put kindness out there into the world exactly. and it'll come back to exactly. you. Exactly. Hey, yet again, another wor- words to wisdom. This is like our second time we've been inspirational. <laughs> That's right. Last week we were talking about call your friends, call your family. Exactly. Which yeah. Bryce and I never did with yeah. one another. <laughs> Uh, happy birthday, by the way. Oh, related. thank you. Uh, thank you. What was that? Last week you turned was how old? 29. Man, last uh, last year in your 20s. I know. Uh, it's just a number. 30 is yeah, a number. Four. Exactly. They're all just arbitrary just numbers. numbers. Don't I matter. feel 21. I got my mind. There you go. Still 21, I think. What was the Jeff Foxworthy? Shirley, can you hit that again? The uh, the start of that video with Bryce, because he. What was this voice you were using here? <laughs> Is this your like? <laughs> you might be a redneck if voice. It was. I guess yeah, it just kind of came to me. Let's hear it uh, again, real quick. <laughs> I guess it's uh, yeah, uh-huh, a good thing I'm getting new tires put on today. <laughs> <laughs> Rut row. What a great spot for that to happen. Let's get to pumping. <laughs> and just like that, back on the road, when he got the tool. And here, let's get the phrase at the end, too, here. The job is ease. Now, was that on the cuff there? That was right off the hip. Love it. That was just. If you got the tools in need, the job is easy. So during yeah. that pause, you were trying to think of what to say. Oh, my mind was going. <laughs> <laughs> trying to figure out, okay, what rhymes with uh, need <laughs> without like E. I was going to say easy. Well, I guess. I guess I could. The say. job is easy. The job is easy. Nah, I like the way you did it. Easy, yeah. The job is easy. Um, yeah, that was right off of it, man. And then I had a buddy. I won't, I won't, you know, call him out, but he said, you need to take that down. You look like an idiot. Can you believe that? What? We always give each other I think time. you need to check your friends. I'll tell you what. If I had a dollar for every time that phrase was said to me, I'd be a wealthy man. Yeah. <laughs> but you, that's, that makes it fun. I thought it was oh, fun. Oh, yeah. Our, our listeners and uh, fans, your fans liked it. Oh, right, yeah. So. 
keep it coming no turtles on the road recently I no guess. turtles uh you know it's starting to warm up yeah um they might be getting out of the mud i guess they sunk you know hunker down in the mud during the cold i don't know but uh it's, uh, it's about time to be turtle saving season. Turtle saving season. Get the cape on. Exactly. Oh, get man. ready to go. Hero. He's that right. I'm gonna start getting traffic cones next time, like this year. I'm gonna oh, be prepared. Yeah. Hope hazard, you know, hazard lights, two <laughs> traffic cones, a flare, <laughs> and I'm gonna I'm gonna hold everything up until <laughs> Mr. Franklin the turtle gets across. So I cannot wait for in turtle saving season to walk outside to, to like take the trash out and I look and it's like in the sky. It's a, oh, it's yeah. like the uh, turtle man. Oh bat yeah. The, the turtle man bat signal. Dang right. You need a turtle shell on the truck, top of your truck. Yeah. That would be pretty cool actually. <laughs> the camper shell and do it in the, like a tortoise paint yeah. job. Bryce, did you uh, got something else to show you? It's always show and tell when Bryce is here. Did you see the squat day video oh, that did. ECU football put out? I knew you'd be pumped about this. this they got, what, what weight they got on there? That's the big question. I, yeah, I don't I mean, maybe you can eyeball uh, it. Here. 495. Someone's hitting 500. I did a squat max recently, actually, in January. That's five. Yeah, it's in the fives. There's a six, 625 20, on the board. Because they're doing single reps, which we. Oh, it's all. Um, That's the running back. Uh, well, Keaton. Okay. Keaton. What it, show the see they got to show the weight that doesn't do you any good. Oh yeah, uh, I can Oh, that's Shane. What did he get? Can we we can pause it. And I'll be able to know what we got. Yeah, we don't have like all the numbers and everything. Yeah, I'll know what as soon as he. Uh, this is more of a hype up thing, and uh, so the, you you can't the, get the exact numbers now. Well, I, I don't know if we. I need to see how many plates on. I'll know what he's got. So you want to go through it again? Yeah, just wherever Shane is. There's a lot of yelling going on. So here's Keaton. See, I think they zoom out. I can't see his enough. Nah. There's that. Oh, I'm, I'm worried about Shane. Oh, Calhoun? Right here. Okay. Yeah, can what? you see? So. On that uh, side, you got six. Oh, gosh. So uh, five is 495. Five. So what's um, 495 plus 90. 585. So I guess it's about 585. That's Man, that's dang, a good number, that's right? That's pretty dang good. That's your tight end there. Yeah. Excited about that. And I don't know if he's got a 10 or something, but yeah, that's a... Golly, my eyes got... That is 6, ain't it? Yeah. Yeah, so whatever that 5, whatever we said. So how much are they each? I guess 45. 45. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 4, 4, so you got 2, 225, that if you just go plates that's pretty good stuff there shane so uh what was your most recent number my most recent number was 475 wow so i said i have a video of it but um i won't bore you with that i'll show you at the break i guess yeah i want to see your videos uh, too we'll but share. uh i would never was nobody yelling it was day hey, <laughs> i could probably got have gotten more you know it's morning work you know it's morning oh this was in the morning i was famished um <laughs> You know, hadn't no, had a hearty breakfast. No, yeah, yeah no music. Um, and that's why I brought. I, I thought you'd enjoy this, Bryce, because oh, it's yeah. got to remind you of a screaming weight room oh, with all yeah, your buddies cheering you on. I mean, he, you can't beat that adrenaline. Well, well, of course, game day, but I mean, that's awesome adrenaline to do that. Then after you're done, everybody's coming oh, up to yeah. you. Like, yeah, and you. And here's the thing: like, you have to get it. I mean, if you if you don't get it, it's kind of like everybody's just like, oh well. <laughs> thanks, <laughs> thanks for that. You let them thanks down. Thanks for letting me down. Yeah. Um, see, yeah, we did. 
a part of which we would have done one rep max is, um, but we did like um, uh, reps of six. Mm. Um, and I forgot what mine equaled out to be. I think it was probably somewhere around there. It was. Ah, heck, I can't remember. But um, reps of six with all that weight on it. Like, yeah, we would pick a weight. We thought, okay, we think we can get that because there was ways to see, um, like this, you know, formula or whatever. If you did X amount of weight this many times, it equaled to this number. Mm-hmm. And so we just did reps of six, and I don't know, maybe it was like four thirty-five, four fifty, and for six or something is what I might have done. But you know, you got Terry and. Uh, Terry and CJ. All right, the other day I was doing uh, my Bryce impression to Chandler. I said, I can't wait to show this to Bryce because he's going to say, dang, yeah, I remember that. I remember a uh, whole swamp monster putting up. So Terry Williams, was he? Terry Terry Williams, him him, and CJ in the squat were struck? animals. Yep. Okay. I mean, they were, I mean, they were doing that, but for like. Terry's years. got kind of a look. He didn't have much leg on him like you. Like yeah, he's kind he of lowered was, to the oh, ground. Yeah, he was lowered <laughs> CJ same way. Yeah. I mean they those I mean CJ would get up. You couldn't see it on Terry. You couldn't see the red on Terry, unfortunately. <laughs> I'll let you figure out why. But uh CJ, I mean, blood vessels busted oh, in his God. face and his eyes. Yeah. Um it was fun. And I did the we did the power clean record and they took the record board down. I was fortunate enough to get the tight end power clean record. Nice. I've actually got the video of that also. Um but uh, Max Day is awesome. It It's super fun. You know who I think would have, and you can correct me if I'm right, but uh, somebody who I think Can he correct you if you're, you're wrong? If he, well, yeah. <laughs> correct me like, if I'm No, sorry. Okay, well, you correct me if I'm you wrong. You can incorrect oh, him if he's right. Yes. Devil's advocate or something. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but somebody I think about is, before his car wreck, Terrell Stanley. I bet like he could Best. push yeah. away. Terrell, Terrell Stanley was really strong. Um we had a bunch of strong guys, but like I said, on that back squat. But it was funny, depending on who it was. I mean, if you had like, you know, the receivers throwing up, like Rocket was super strong. Um, and like, so when you get the little guys, you know, throwing up weight. And power clean was a super cool. You know, I was there when, you know, when Corey uh, Hunter, you know, he broke oh, yeah, the all time power clean record. Oh, wow. And it was like three. So what is that? Running like back? to bring it up? Yeah, the but... power clean is from, which I, I could show you, um, the power clean, you know, from the ground. And, and then you and, go. Yeah, and yeah. I know, well, you don't have to press it. You just clean it and get under it. Oh, okay. Um, Corey Hunter was a running back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He was wow. super strong, too. Um, that was, that's that, that's nice to see some of that guys putting up some numbers um, for sure. That's some good weight by old Shane. There you go. All right, good stuff. I thought you'd like that. Bryce, oh, yeah. we'll, uh, we'll get a hunt and fishing update from you when we return. Chad Moore says, keep pumping. That's yeah, right. Get to pumping. Uh, let's take a time out. Surely, as we go to break, uh, let's make somebody a winner right now. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. 317-1250. Shirley, what is on the line today? Uh, let's do a large two-topping pizza courtesy of Domino's. All right, 317-1250. This pizza can be yours if you're caller number... Eight. Eight. 317-1250. Back with more Bryce Williams after this. listening.
listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Taking a look at your stock market report for today. It was a good one. The Dow was up 596 points and closed at 33,891. NASDAQ was up 219 points at 13,752. And the S&P jumped ahead 80 points at 4,386. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors financial report for a personal look into investing. Call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors LLC member SIPC. And congratulations to Alan Meekins of Washington. Picked up a large two-topping pizza courtesy of Domino's. Domino's of Greenville has three locations to take care of you. Every day, all three topping pizzas are only $7.99 each for carryout only. Order online today at dominoes.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, back with you here on Pirate Radio Live, watching a friend of the show, Emery Hunt, joining us, part of CBS uh, Sports Network. And I was able to uh, catch up with him in the past. Bryce, he is at the Combine, so I might need to check in with him. Talk a little yeah. NFL draft. What are the commanders going to do at quarterback? Oh, the old commanders. <laughs> You'll get used to it, Bryce. Oh. It might take you 10 or 20 years. I, don't need, I need that. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Okay. My, you know, my grandma's a red, well, Redskins Formerly fan. Redskins Formerly fan. Redskins I need to ask grandma. She might be listening, though. Yeah. What uh, my grandma thinks of uh, the new the new name. Yeah, I would love to hear that. She, actually. I mean, she might be listening. I need to ask her. I'm going to say she's probably not a fan of it. Yeah. But I'm... I'm kind of to the point where whatever that's the name now i'm yep. i'm just gonna roll with it and hope we put together a good team on the field right got to get exactly. a QB in there first yep. but what about heineke is he not there <laughs> he, he's there he's just not. i think heineke's a great backup quarterback yeah. maybe the best in the league i just don't we've seen him as a starter i don't right. i don't know I, right i don't want to be too harsh on the guy i but, got you i uh, would not mind uh another option option there we go yeah there we go all right, Bryce, let's go Pirate Radio Outdoors. Talk about what you've been up to this week, hunting, fishing. Talk um, to a lot of the baseball guys now, Bryce. They come in here and ask them their hobbies, you know, video games. Uh, they can't really play basketball or sports right. like they want to because yeah. they are student athletes. Yeah. So I hear a lot of hunting, fishing, and they're kind of bummed they don't get to do it a lot this time of year because yeah. they're playing baseball. Yeah. So how about you? You've been out there this week? Uh, well, I haven't. You know, I got to hunt anything or fish, but, you know, I went home. Uh, I was for the birthday to see my mom and dad and that, you know, the Williams side of the family. And um, we did get to mom and dad did purchase um, some new land, um, still in the county, but new land to build a house on. So we went exploring there. And, I mean, it's raw land. So we got to walk through the woods and field. And, you know, dad showed me the layout of the house and things like that. So, of course, we, you know, we did see a bunch of deer tracks, turkey tracks um shoot some coyote and pretty much anything everything was out there so we got to explore explore the new land um for mom and dad's you know new homestead as we'll call it so that you know that was good to see see what um they got coming up and then as far as the boat looks like i'm you know getting upgrades my upgrade to the new to the new motor is seems to be happening i've got a guy coming tomorrow to purchase my boat motor so that i can purchase um, a little newer, a little less hours, um, and more horsepower for on my boat. So, 
You're finally getting that transaction done. I feel like you've been talking about that for a oh, while. Oh, yeah. Well, I've had two people stand me up. Yeah. Hey, man. One guy said, yep, I'll, um, and uh, what was it? Um, that morning, I was talking to him at like 930. And the guy's like, yeah, I'll be there, I'll be there in a minute. Uh, I'll touch base with you. Not be there in a minute, but I'll touch base with you. He was coming from wherever the heck he was. But um, not through that morning, I haven't heard a word from him since. And I had the Man. boat, I had the boat, the car lot ready to you know do the yeah. whole deal. So all right, thanks, bud. Thanks for the heads up or whatever. Yeah. And uh, then another guy texted me. Sorry, man. Yesterday was crazy. What what time's good for you today? It's all, man. Anytime, just let me know. Ghost, nothing. Ghost. But uh, this gentleman came by yesterday evening. Bam, bam. Agreed on a price. Put a deposit down. No, two days ago. But um, shoot, he should be coming tomorrow morning. Uh, I hope so, you don't have another story to tell. Well, us and, which will be fine. If he doesn't show up, I get to keep his deposit. So okay, by go. all means, I've got plenty <laughs> of people in line. So uh, we got that transaction going. You know, I'm a little hesitant because I'm going from Yamaha to Mercury. Okay, so I got to change everything. Alan Jackson was crazy about a Mercury. He was. <laughs> So we'll uh, hopefully my transaction with the old Mercury is uh, good. <laughs> Chandler, they're shaking his head at my liners. Hey, I liked. I Thank you, one. Bryce. That's what it's all. <laughs> he wants me to stay in my lane. Sometimes I get out of lane, Bryce. Um, that's all right. The rumble strips. For. While you're talking, that's true. Uh, I saw this on Twitter. It's trending right now. Tony Stewart, NASCAR driver, former mm-hmm. driver. His home is for sale. Jeez. And people are comparing it to a Bass Pro Shop. So there's the oh, exterior. Man. But when you go inside, <laughs> when yeah. you go inside, it's got a two-story waterfall and a trout stream in the entry. How would you like to have some trout in the living room there? <laughs> is that know, too much? Golly, I love hunting and fishing. You could stock your dang living room. Yeah, come on, bud. I mean, you took it just a little too far. <laughs> that is that, nuts, I mean, man. That, it's it's a heck of a conversation piece. Heck yeah. But God, that's a little much. That it's super cool. I mean, just think of the thing. I mean, you gotta maintain that water, you gotta yeah. feed them little koi fish. And it's a hazard. You imagine my little kid would oh, constantly God. what yeah. if it gets under the bridge, you know? Yeah, true. So good good thinking. It's super cool to visit. That'd be a cool uh, like weekend vacation type of thing. Right. And I uh, see the price tag. I mean, yeah, I'm not paying property tax on that. You kidding me? Good, good call. God, I mean, it is. Cool. But it's Lord, like, if he didn't go all out on this baby, that's a little much. He, uh, a little much. Tony Stewart, it's available for you folks that uh, have a lot of money and and like a yeah. bridge and a trout stream in your living room. No doubt. I mean, you got how many different types of uh, how many years of Christmas card backgrounds? <laughs> you know, there. Yeah. I mean, goodness gracious. A lot of family photos taken in that On joint. the bridge. I mean, yeah. Yeah, people think you're out in the wild. <laughs> Stay on the bridge. All right, we got to take our final time out. We'll come back, wrap it up with Bryce Williams here on a Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We're back with you after this.
listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light, reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Watch all of Pirate Radio's local programming on YouTube Live. You can watch Pirate Radio Live Monday through Friday, 3 to 6, and the Bud Light pregame tailgate and the U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter on game days. Just go to YouTube, search for Pirate Radio TV, and then click on that subscribe button. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. All righty. Getting ready to wrap up today's program. Bryce, always fun to have you in here. Oh, yeah. Always fun time being here. We got ECU baseball in town this weekend. Pirate basketball in the conference tournament next week. Spring football on the horizon. So, We'll have plenty to talk about with you, uh, especially when we get into spring football, Bryce, coming up soon. That'll oh, yeah. Fun. That'll be a – I'm planning to get out to at least one. Oh, you did get out to something. I did. We forgot to mention that. I know. Come on. That's on me. I know. So what are you, like, not going to bring it up because it's on me to bring it up? Well, we were just in a flow. <laughs> I didn't want to mess it up. We did have a good but flow I, going. But I, I did see that uh, you posted on your Instagram story that you were back at the FIC and mm-hmm. you were in the Murphy Center, I guess, I for tell one you of those what, early workouts. Let's yeah. table it for next week. Jot it down. Yeah, I bet. Jot it down. But you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to throw this sheet of paper away. Right. I'm going to put it right up here. Right there. That's where the important stuff goes. Exactly. You just here said, and here. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and you just said a word, uh, Bryce. Uh, jot. We need to figure out where jot originated. We talked about that earlier in the show. The word jot. Oh. We use it in that one phrase, jot it down. How do you spell jot? Just J-O-T. I'm saying J-O-T, yeah. J-O-T or J-O-T-T. J-O-T-T-T. T-T-T. Ooh, All right. Next week, we'll talk to Bryce uh, about why he was hanging out at uh, Daddy Ficklin Stadium for some workouts and more. Bryce, enjoy it, buddy. Thank y'all for having me. Chan Man, Shirley Rhodes, Content Junkie Schaefer. We'll see you Thursday, 3 o'clock, Pirate Radio Live. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.